0: Hey everybody. Episode 2 happened real fast, but today's episode will be with Eric Hill and Heidi Lagori. But before we get to that, Episode 2 is brought to you by Reef Builders. Reef Builders is a full-service design-build construction company focusing on bringing your vision to life through their experience and an exceptional client experience. If you're looking for a complete kitchen renovation, a complete home renovation, A custom home built, an addition, or even a boutique commercial project built, Reef Builders can deliver on it. Reef Builders, your vision, their experience, delivered. All right, so episode two, the first guest is Eric Hill. Um, Eric Hill is a friend of mine. He and I have known each other for about 10 years. I refer to him as Big E. Um, He is about 6'4", I don't know, 275 pounds, big man. Um, he ran, the funny thing is he ran cross country in high school. So, but, uh, Eric and I worked together for about nine years. Uh, during that time period, Eric became, uh, addicted to opioids after cracking five vertebrae in his back while, um, on the job as a firefighter. Eric's story is one of sadness, happiness, triumph, determination, self-discovery, and so much more. Um, Eric's been clean for over three years and he wants the story to be heard. So others may understand the trials and tribulations of addiction, as well as for people to know that there's life after addiction. Um, you know, success isn't necessarily defined by, um, you know, having the most money or winning the most games or, you know, doing uh, well in everything that you do. Sometimes success is, you know, taking a beating and standing back up like Eric did and getting on with your life. So he has a great story. Um, the other guest that's on with Eric today is named Heidi Liguori. Uh Heidi's been a certified professional counselor. For over 16 years, she has a master's degree in counseling from, again, the Harvard of the South, Arizona State University. That's where I graduated from. Um, Heidi is also a professional coach, has a certification as a mental game coach, has been trained as an EMDR therapist. Uh, That'll make sense to some of you veterans and some of you people that have dealt with PTSD. Um, In addition to her formal training, she's become fairly well-read on the subjects of mindfulness, meditation, and interpersonal communication. Uh, I consider Heidi a friend. Uh, she's uh, one of those just badass chicks. She's, uh, she's an accomplished athlete competing in uh, mountain biking events and also a two time Iron Woman. So, uh, episode two with Eric Hill and Heidi Liguori. Here we go. <laughs> Uh, so, episode two, I have Eric Hill and Heidi Ligori here today, so we're going to talk about mental health, we're going to talk about drug addiction, we're going to talk about fixing your past to make the difference moving forward so you can be successful in whatever you do. Um, let's see, so I've known Eric for how long, Eric? Um, like
1: 11 years, maybe?
0: 11 years, years so yeah. I, I met Eric back when he first started in public safety. Um, I won't get much into Eric's story because he'll do a better job telling his story, but uh, we met in public safety, worked together for a local fire department for a long time. Eric uh, ran into some problems, and that's why we're, we're kind of here to talk about that a little bit today. And uh, full disclosure, I met Heidi uh, after I was divorced, where some people were convincing me that I should probably go see somebody uh, just to make sure that I was tracking right. I didn't feel like I needed to talk to anybody; I felt fine. And when I showed up, we had good conversations. Heidi's a, a certified counselor for how long?
2: Licensed professional counselor for um, sixteen years.
0: Sixteen years. So um, we hit it off right off the bat. She's an athlete, um, mountain biker, cyclist. She has this little midget car with a USA Cycling sticker on back. So I'm like, I'm gonna like this lady. I guess she's she's cleaned up her language, but but she used to drop a lot of f bombs when when we talked. So I was like, I'm gonna fit right in with this girl. So but it, but it's been great. Um, it was it was great. To... That's my type of therapy right there. <laughs> Great to meet her and just kind of, um, you know, just just to talk about stuff. I, I definitely felt better um, after I talked to her, but it's one of those things that uh, you, you come across some people in your life that yeah, actually make a difference. So that's why she's here today, talk to us. So I'll kind of let you guys introduce yourselves, kind of tell you a l- little bit of background on each, and then Eric, I'll let you get into your story, and then we'll kind of go from there.
1: Okay, cool. All right. Um, Eric Hill. Uh, born and raised here in Arizona, you know, um, like Brandon said, met him, public safety. Uh, what actually happened to me? Uh, do you want me to go into the full story now? or just kind of? You, can. Like, you okay. can if you want to. So basically what happened to my story is while I was on the fire department, I had an incident. I ended up breaking several vertebrae in my back. Um, didn't do anything about it. Made it worse and worse. Uh, finally decided I'm going to do something about it. Didn't want to have surgery. So I, they started putting me on pain meds. And it got to a point where basically, you know those like 30 milligram Oxycontins or they have? I was on 10 of those a day. Mm. And it was about, I don't know, two years no, before, no. I, before I finally went on light duty, just taking them every day. Uh, you know, and I just don't think that they knew what they had at that point, like how potent it was. So it was the kind of thing where after two years, they're like, okay, well, you're cut off. Well no, I'm not, you know, so it's like, no, I'm not, uh, not only physically was I getting sick, but like just mentally, man, like the, the pain meds have a type of thing where if you're on them for such a long period of time, not only do you feel like you can't function without them, like they create like a radiant or like a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a phantom pain. So even though my back was getting better, it did not feel like it was getting better at all. And you know, they didn't know why I was still in pain, like crawling up and down my stairs every night to go to bed, wake up in the morning. That's what I would do, and I'd lay on the couch, brandy. So I put on like what eighty pounds, something like that.
0: But yeah. you look, but look good on you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a good eighty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're looking thick. Yeah, it's not a big dead.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just man, like, and that was my life. You know, um, and that went on for six months after I finally went on light duty. So now you're talking two and a half years of just being on those pills and like I said and they cut you off and it's like no no I'm not you know I, I can't function at least that's what I thought I can't function without them so I think it's the point where you start supplementing yourself and that's where all the money goes to start I mean, I couldn't even tell you, Brandon, how much money I dumped on pills and drugs. Like, over five years?
0: Yeah. I'd when sp- we went out to dinner that one time, you asked me, like, do I owe you any money? I'm like, yeah. no, but you borrowed yeah. some from me, but you paid it back. You're like, oh, I did? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. yeah, you totally paid it back. But but you had said... Rarity. That, <laughs> that, yeah. yeah. That, the, that there's a lot of people that you borrowed money from, never, you know, either never paid back or don't know, even know who, like, you borrowed it from.
1: Yeah, like, I'm sure there's people out there I don't even remember. So, hey, if anyone <laughs> hears this and I owe you money, let me know. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, but I, it's probably in the six-figure range. Wow. In five years that I pissed through. Like, no doubt in my mind, probably around there. And that, you know, it's, it makes me sick to think about. Uh, but, you know, you start buying the pills and that gets expensive. So you switch up to heroin. And I was uh, I wasn't shooting it, but I was smoking heroin.
0: Like what you is know. what does that look like? Because I've never smoked heroin. Uh, well, I'm not opposed to it. No, but no, but you shouldn't <laughs> be. Trust me.
1: <laughs> like, um, you know, you get this stigma about it where you're like, like how wrong that is, you know? Because it's like you hear in your whole life heroin, heroin, and everything like that. Um, the pills were much did much more damage to me than the heroin ever did. Uh, other than like legal ramifications. Because, obviously, it's way more illegal to have, and I ended up getting in trouble with that one time, too. Uh, I think I told you about that. I don't know if I did.
0: We uh, get into it. Like, yeah, no, uh, that's
1: fine. Um, so, anyway, like, heroin, like, is one of those things where, you know, you're sitting there with the people you're using with, and are like, oh, hey, I have a cheaper solution, and they bust out this black, sticky substance, and you're, you're like, ah, I can't do it, but you start getting withdrawals. Uh, For anyone who hasn't had them before, which I don't think anyone in this room probably has, it's kind of like a super flu. Like, you're not going to die, but fuck, I felt like I was going to. Hmm. And, like, the biggest description I could, best description I could ever give for how it feels uh, with the mental obsession part of using is if you've ever been held underwater by somebody. Only by you a couple times. (laughs) Yeah, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) Like, if you've ever been held underwater, and it's that feeling of... I need to breathe, I need to breathe, I need to breathe. But it's 24-7. And the only thing that quiets your mind is getting your drug, whatever it is. Right. And so it's it's that. And when you hit that point and you're feeling sick and nauseous and you're sweating and you have, you know, like super flu. And you got that mental obsession. You just finally say, fuck it, I'll try anything. And then you do it and it was no different than taking the pill. So now mentally it's acceptable.
0: Right. So... You know, I. So that was like why you're still on the fire department. On the fire department. That was,
1: I think maybe the last couple months I was on the fire department while okay. I was trying to come back from the right. light duty. Uh, I think that was after the first stint rehab. Gotcha.
0: Like during that process, like the fire the fire department, did they? What did they do to try and help you? You know, God bless them.
1: Um, They really did a lot. Like, they paid to put me through rehab. It was one of those things where... It's it's such a protective culture, as you know, that... I'm sure many people knew I had an issue even before I realized I did. Um, You know, the slow deterioration, just not being the same person. Because you're not the same person when you're on drugs. Um, And they just want to protect you. But um, it's the type of thing where, you know, if, if you're not willing to take care of it yourself it's not really protecting me at that point and but at the same time like i don't want to turn myself in so it it did get to a point where i i think it was i think it was fucking brett taylor pulled me aside taylor yeah cb yeah
0: (laughs) and he was like that stands for crack baby that was yeah That was (laughs) was, was brett's nickname you know still is sorry brett yeah (laughs) sorry brett
1: but no man like I, i i've never thanked him for that but he uh he kind of got my mind going in that way because he was mm-hmm. like, hey, like I don't know what the fuck happened to you, but you were a beast when you came on and you're not the same person anymore. And that was kind of the first thing that really opened my eyes. So like, man, maybe I fucking have a problem. And that was before the heroin. That was when I was still doing the pills. Right. Um. Which I mean, if you're like crushing up a bunch of pills and snorting them, you should probably realize you have a
0: problem. But Do you, you, that, that means you have a problem? I guess. Maybe not. <laughs> That's <but>. weird. <laughs> But yeah, people are people are so judgmental. I know, right? I'm just trying to live my life. That's it. Like, <laughs> no one likes to party anymore, I guess. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's dude. That's that, That's a pretty crazy story. We could talk more about it, but like, Hardy, yeah. like they? It sounds like they were treating the addiction, but like you and I talked a little bit before. Mm-hmm. Like there's some mental stuff from your past that's that kind of limit lim- limiting you, right?
1: You can't attack the mental side of it. Until you take care of the physical side of it, just because, like I said, the pole and like the whole obsession over it when I'm going through withdrawals and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> once that physical side of it's gone, like there is a whole fucking slew of problems to work on. Like, because you just go from, you know, like the way I always thought of it is like, you know, not to sound like, a, well, I'll sound like a dipshit, whatever. I um, <laughs> ne- never really failed at anything before in my life. Right. And then you get hooked on pills, you break your back, um, you know, people stop calling you because you're acting like an asshole, you know, and you it's failure after failure after failure. And instead of like dealing with it and like making myself better and like fixing my life. Right. And uh, I'm just taking pills and masking it. So now all of a sudden there's no pills or any kind of like uh, other drugs I can take. So it's kind of like, okay, well... Fuck! Now I have to feel all these feelings and shit mm-hmm. like that, and I'm not used to dealing with this shit because, like, I, I never did therapy and things like that before. What the fuck do I
0: do? Do you, Heidi? Do you kind of see that like as like from a counselor's standpoint? Like, I I don't know how much like drug abuse and stuff you have dealt with or or helping people like like with drug abuse. Is what Eric talking about kind of a natural, normal thing that addicts go through?
2: Yeah, you know, I mean, I don't work specifically with addiction. I work more with like process kind of issues um and in the realm of eating disorders but the process even with a with pills like like eric's saying you know you got to deal with the physical side of it and once you get this once you get the substance out of the way because the substance is just masking the feeling you know it's it's it it's a way of being in life same with food right where you don't have to deal with the life that's there or the hurt from the past, right, that you think is still existing. So you just keep masking it. And when, you know, when it comes to drug addiction, like I said, not what I typically treat, mm. but the the process is the same, that, yeah, when you take the drugs out of the way, because you have to, because the the physical addiction is just so, I mean, it'll kill you. Mm. But you take it out of the way, and then you're like, oh, my God. You know, I don't care if that's an eating disorder or it's or it's a drug addiction or it's avoidance. You know, we do a work <laughs> work. All, yeah. I don't care what you're doing. Most of the time, what we're doing is avoiding the life that we have and the feelings that we don't want to feel.
0: And that's what kind of the, the, the point you're talking to. Like, yeah. like after you got healthy, like you kind of didn't know how to deal with that stuff or, you know, somewhat clean, then you kind of don't know how to deal with that stuff. Did that kind of bring you back? Is that why you? Because you relapsed a couple of
1: times? I, yes, I did. Um,
0: yeah, because at the same point,
1: like I didn't. You don't know what you don't know, and so that's it's, a lot for me. Yeah, <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean. And that's that's the thing. Is like like me too, man. Like fuck. Like I started like thinking, okay, I'm clean. Like everything's fine. I'm just gonna get back to life. But there was still a bunch of shit. Like the same time, mm-hmm. I broke my back. That's when Laura got the ovarian cancer, and we found out we couldn't have kids. And you know, like I said, like um, looking back now, like you guys were there for me. The fire department did what they could, but at the time, like in my head, like I'm, I'm fucked up. I'm sick. Like I'm feeling like I'm abandoned. Well,
0: one thing I'll never forget, dude, that you told me was like when you were hurting and you're going through all that stuff. And I think at that point, you you were had a moment of clarity or a a week or two where the clarity. And it it actually knocked. I was like, that is fucked up, man. You said that whole time that you were hurt. Only a couple guys reached out to you, Mm -hmm. and I was one of them. Like that actually, that bummed me out because you know ex-military stuff like that. I believe in the brotherhood, but I do see that as a common problem that when with guys are off the truck, they kind of get you know. People forget about them,
1: out of sight, out of mind type thing.
0: Yeah, and and I I was always, I mean, I probably was the best, but I did my best to reach out to you, see what's going on, like talk to you, whatever, catch a beer or, or whatnot. But did that? How much of that affected you, as far as like to like your self worth or like not not wanting like didn't feel like you're worthy of being like part of the team anymore? Or? Um, I think a lot because I think a lot of it starts to, uh, you
1: know, you, you don't rationalize that people are living their lives or doing their thing. It, it starts to become a whole thought process of, like, oh, I'm fucked up. Like, I'm doing all this bad shit. Mm-hmm. I'm a bad person. <clears throat> I see why no one wants to deal with me. No one's talking to me. No one's calling me. And, mm-hmm. you know, at the same time, I'm avoiding. I'm not picking up the phone. I'm not doing this. I'm not reaching out to anyone else. Like, I'm not, I'm not trying to meet the needs that I have either. Right. You know, I'm not expressing, like, hey, I'm struggling right now. Like, Because I, I know if I would have called you, Andy, Dave, anybody... Right. I would have been like, dude, like I'm having I've been like I'm, I'm struggling. I you got to
0: rearrange my sock drawer. Yeah, exactly. I, <laughs> I got to wash co- my hair tonight. Co- I got to color code my underwear, <laughs> shit like that. You know? yeah, exactly. Can't yeah, do that. I,
1: like no, like <laughs> I know that you guys would have yeah, been like for sure reached out, but at the same time, like you know, it's it's it messed up because you kind of get this thought process of, well, don't they notice that I'm I'm not mm-hmm. doing well? But I'm not around, so how can you notice I'm not doing well? You know.
0: Hey, that's got to be similar, even without addiction. Like people just life it's in life, life in man. general, right? Yeah. Like, I
2: mean, it, I mean that much worse when you're engaged in a cycle uh-huh. that you can't stop, right? Yeah, and the physicalness of an addiction, you know, it it, it it takes you out of the game, and and then you're disconnected. And you know, like I don't know the statistic off the top of my head, but
0: we love statistics, so yeah. it's <laughs> like baseball. There's, the numbers, there's you know, a statistic the out there. <laughs> I know that there is.
2: It's actually. Harvard, I think Stanford actually did a study on, lo- on um, loneliness, you know? It's like one of the top killers because that's, you know, we, we lose our community. Mm-hmm. And here you are, you're part of this, you know, c- community, you know? The, the, when you're out in public service and you're out there making a difference for people and then something comes up and takes you out of the game and then you're in a thought process of isolation and not good enough, right like bad and they don't want to help they don't know how you know pride
0: plus it's a, it's a super macho Yeah, absolutely. you know and they industry and, yeah and i've heard there's a little bit of ego in public safety no <laughs> no i don't know if that's true i'm tough yeah, yeah. i'm gonna deal with it myself yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely,
1: yeah. absolutely not for shame don't say that I,
0: I i just just a little bit like not not everybody so but just, the
2: truth is i mean I, everybody's a person
0: you true know? statement for it's sure. Just,
2: we're just all people. We're all people trying to do the best we can, and in public safety, that's what we're there for—is for people, right? Right. I mean, and and you know what you're talking about. So true that it like it's hard to pick up the phone and reach out. It's hard to let people in when you're overwhelmed over in your own stuff. How do you begin to start that conversation? Right. But the truth is, it really just starts with a conversation. Mm-hmm. You got one action. I mean, we can sit in our reasons and our excuses and our and our shame, right, of disconnection, because it's really what it is, like unplugged. Or we can act. You know, it's like being at a fire and like going, oh, there's a fire, someone should do something about that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: so someone got a hose. <laughs>
0: couple, three, <laughs>
2: you know, Like you, you you can sit with the fear or you can get into action. And really in life that's all we got, right. And it, and when it comes to emotional struggles, I don't care if it's addiction, I don't care if it's just shame or doubt or fear or anxiety or depression or whatever label you want to put on it, you know, we we have an access and it really comes from like opening our mouth. And it doesn't mean that the first person that we talk to is going to be like the right person. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> Don't call me. Uh, uh, hey. and yeah, they might do that. You
2: know, or they may be like, oh man, you better see somebody about that.
0: <laughs> oh,
1: that you sucks, know. man. Yeah. <laughs> you know.
0: Jeez. Even in that. my
2: profession, there's times when we're like, oh, I don't know, maybe they should see somebody about that.
0: <laughs> Just something like that. You're <laughs> fucked up. Am I I'm the right person for you on this? <laughs>
2: you know, I mean, but but the truth is, it, when we start talking, it's our only access from our inner world into the outer world. It's the only access we have, right? And it's the only way to go from disconnected to connection. I mean, we can physically, but it's still we got it. We got to take an action. And and life happens through movement and through action and through the words that we generate. And if it doesn't work the first time, it's just like, again, I go back to the fire metaphor, you know, you're out on a scene, you try one thing, it doesn't work, you always should go home.
0: That's typically what I do. i like, this is way too much work. Yeah, exactly. Somebody else will do this.
2: Someone else is coming. No, no one else is coming someone, for someone your, your life. Someone call
0: 911. Yeah. There's lots of trucks. But that's it, guys. I <laughs> work downtown. You're much you much to find me.
2: No one else is coming for your life. Yes, for sure. You are it. You know, just as you guys are as a team when you're out on a fire, you know, like, you're it. You might call support, but you're it. When you're there, you are it. And when it comes to our lives and our mental health and our well-being, we're it. We can say, oh, my gosh, it feels so terrible. I wish somebody could do something about that. <laughs>
0: like, yeah, and it's weird because, like, for you, Eric, like, and that's, like, when we're off the mm-hmm. truck and you are isolated, like, you know, what do you do? Like, who do you go to? Like, how did, like, how did you, because you obviously mm. went into counseling, you got into counseling to, to, yeah. to try and, like, get uh-uh. some of this stuff like how did that all that know, play out
1: it, it was one of those things like my first uh two times through uh, treatment and doing counseling mm-hmm. and stuff like that Um, uh, you know <laughs> i'm really good at doing this i can talk a lot and not say anything
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah. and a lot of
1: it a lot of it was that man. pay no like, attention to yeah. the
0: man behind the curtain yeah exactly from the great oz you know
1: <laughs> and, and i snowballed with a lot of people man and uh I think, like you were saying, a big part of that is finding the right person to talk to—someone that can call you out on your bullshit. It
2: takes you know? time, it does. I mean, I have a history of an eating disorder. Yeah. I had, an, you know, anorexia when I was twelve, and you know, and I've done a lot of I've done a lot of my own personal growth through my my lifetime, through my career, through professional development, and you know, yeah, it, it's tough. You know, you 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 can keep you can open your mouth and you keep talking, and you. It'll happen at the right time when you're ready. I I developed a way of like, you know, playing helpless. It was really good. Mm-hmm. It was really the good. Victim, I'm the victim. Hell. I'm yeah, the yeah. I'm helpless. Like, like you said, I mean I, I can sound cool yeah. over here and I and I and I live it now. But, you know, that was it, it took like thirty years.
1: <laughs> What's it? <laughs> I'm That's a like little awesome
2: slow plan. too. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. But, but you know, I like helpless was my way of, of winning.
1: Yeah, in mine. My- it's <laughs> And mine so, was total avoidance. Yeah, My, like you mm-hmm. said, don't look at the man behind the mask. Like I'll put on a show and everything look good, but like Absolutely. I'm fucking dying inside.
0: My sister has like one of the greatest one-liners ever about that. She says, "There's no victims, only volunteers." Yeah, it's that's so true, fucking true, yeah. man. It's
2: but that's so true. go back to what I just said, Brandon. That's like no one else is coming for our life. True. <laughs> that's it. That's like, a- and until you can be a hundred percent responsible. And choose. And that's not I mean, I had do it too. Like, no, you're yeah, absolutely and, and, right. And you can go, you go to treatment and you sit and you do the thing. You mm. know, I remember it was really funny. This is a little tangent, but it but it fits. And it, you know, I remember being in a spin class. I'm an athlete. I was trained for Ironman. And uh just
0: not a big deal. Yeah, no big deal. And, and, um, Isn't that like a short swim and like a like a ten mile? Yeah, like something? that stuff. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you're gonna mess of my story. It was really good. So <laughs> then spin class, you know, and it's so funny because you're talking about You are saying, Eric, like, you go in, you do the therapy, and you kind of, you talk good, and you you put on the mask, and you, you know, but, you know, they don't, I mean, they care, but in the end, like, whose life is it? Yeah. It's like, you know, me, I'm in spin class, and like, you know, he says, turn the knob, you know, you're supposed to turn the knob to make it tighter, you know, so it's harder, and I'm like, I'm not going to turn the knob, you know? Yeah. And it hit me though. That's when it hit me. It didn't hit well, me in the therapy office when I was 14. You know, it hit me. You know, I'm 32 and I'm sitting in spin class and my coach is leading the spin class. And I'm like, I'm not going to turn the you knob. Kind of, <laughs> like, I'm like, he doesn't care, Heidi. It's not his legs that aren't going to get stronger.
1: That was your big
0: epiphany. <laughs> it's
2: so funny. You You never know when it's going to come.
0: You, you, you do realize you're kind of a meathead, right? <laughs> <laughs> you're kind of a jock yeah. a little bit, right? Yeah, it, that's like a t- that's like a total athlete <laughs> thing to do. Like, this is my realization that when I don't turn this knob harder, oh, this is why. Yeah, the whole I'm not cheating anybody but myself <laughs> type thing. But, that's, that's, but that's that was the, it. it, and that's that it. was the
2: moment. You know, I mean, was there other times? Yes, but it was so clear. I remember sitting there looking up. My my coach was like, he's an amazing individual, like a loving, caring individual that really saw the best in people and wanted to bring them into, into their ultimate fitness. But, but he loved people, and it was just so funny because it was just so clear in that moment that yeah, you can sit, you can bullshit, doesn't mean you didn't get something. Doesn't mean I didn't get anything from all of my therapy yeah. and all my other spin classes when I'm not turning the knob. But we're only cheating ourselves. Mm-hmm. When we're not being vulnerable, and we're not being responsible for the life we have right now, just.
1: And I, I think that's just a, like it's a human condition. It's not <laughs> it's, even. It is a it, human. Like it really is, you know, because I like now having worked through a lot of. I, no, I'm still fucked up, but working through a lot okay. of my issues. We're you know? all fucked up. Yeah, too. we're a human. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> it's. You know, and we just now
2: established that <laughs>
1: having dealt with addicts on the other side of it, trying mm. to help them and stuff, I see it all the time where. You know, uh, you got a group of people and it, it's a shame, but, you know, fuck, man, they're getting younger and younger, like 19, mm-hmm. 20 years old, stuff like that. Been on heroin since they're 14 and shit. Like, it's mm, crazy. It's bad. And um, they're sitting there in groups and, you know, it'll be their turn to share or they'll have their fucking headphones in and they're just like, pass, you know, pass. And, it's, you know, it, it, it's frustrating because you want to yell at them, but it's like, why the fuck are you here? Right. Like, you're, this, you know, this is expensive, first of all. And secondly, <laughs> like, this, it sucks. <laughs> like, living in a rehab place for, you know, last one I did, I was there for mm. four months. You wow. Know? And, like, they have them for up to a year, some places. And it's, like, this is not a vacation. Like, I can think of way better vacations than this, you know. But what it's was-
2: also, but it's also to speak to as maybe a little tangent, is that sometimes that's, like, a heck of a lot safer and easier than dealing with life.
0: No, it is. For these younger generations. Yeah, Uh, for their home life or wherever they come from. For life. Like just
2: being responsible for making life today.
1: Well, yeah, and and it is. And that's the thing is, that's kind of that catch-22 with those uh, inpatient Mm -hmm. facilities is you do get away from life. (laughs) uh, Because I know when I went in, you know, Laura's a great wife. She's always... Been yeah, a,
0: dude, amazing Fantastic like, They need to clone her Yeah, yeah you know, too for good sure. for me
1: Say yeah. that much oh, Dude, that goes without saying Absolutely And, uh, <laughs> it, uh, you know And her thing was focus on you and getting better And, you know, little mm. tedious things that build up And you're, like, making bill payments on time mm-hmm. Shopping for groceries Dealing with all our fucking cats And all the other bullshit that I just, forgot your cat people Oh, my oh, God, dude. yeah, dude Oh, don't oh, get started, star, you yeah. got it <laughs> We got 7 inside the house right now. Oh my
0: god.
1: 5 we're taking care of, 2 we're fostering. You're those people. Yeah, and I'm allergic, so welcome to my life. Now you know why I started taking drugs.
0: That's
1: <laughs> the cats. Yeah. Just get rid of the cats. Yeah, it's the, cats. That's the
2: best therapeutic advice I could give you
1: today. But yeah, just today. Do it. Um, you know, and you didn't have to worry about that. So it was a break from life, you know, and
0: yeah, I, I didn't it, even think
1: about that. Like, yeah. all the
0: stuff that, that, a, that a normal person has to do that isn't dealing with all that stuff, you just kind of check out, right? And mm-hmm. Someone else does that. What yeah. was, like, Heidi said that her bottom was the turning the knob. <laughs> that was not the bottom. That, that was, a, real, that was not, a moment of clarity. That was already,
1: and,
2: like, like <laughs> I was, like, much beyond problems, but it was a moment of insight of, like, where I'm... Because this is the human part, right? Right. That, like... When we do the work, when we get on a warrior's path, when we get on a pathway to I like really, that, warrior's path, yeah, it really is, you know, because yeah. you're, okay. you're really like, I'm, I'm gonna take on life, right? I'm gonna be in life fully.
0: How did that happen for you? Like, did, um, like, what was your spin cycle class moment?
2: <laughs> <laughs> this is not my turning.
1: Point. <laughs> um, I, like, uh, I, I, you know, like I said, there were several of them. First it was that realization with Brett. Where it's like, oh, man, like, I am not the same person I was before. And then, uh, like, oh, man, like, this sucks to talk about, but, you know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> I, I'd gotten arrested. I was spending the night in jail. And I'm sitting there and, uh, you know, like, I'm, there's one dude in another pot or whatever screaming all night long. Um, I got a mattress, like, pulled over me to try to keep warm. And I'm like holy fuck, like, this is my life right now. Mm. This is my fucking life, and it's not getting any better. And um, I think another one was sitting in therapy and uh, just kind of realizing that I had gotten to a point where, like, I tried really hard and failed, tried really hard and failed, tried, like, not just getting clean, because, you know, I would stints of being clean like six months, a year and a half, over this last, like what, five or six years it's been. So, probably over the last six years, I'd say half of it, I've been getting fucked up and the other half, I've actually been clean. Um, But it's it took me to realize that like, nothing's changing because I'm not changing anything. You know, like I can get clean, I can get sober, but I'm not dealing with all these underlying issues. And it got to a point where, you know, like I said, nothing's changing if nothing changes. So, I was in therapy and I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. Like all the stuff I didn't think was a big deal that, you know, the ego macho side of me that was just like, dude, like who cares? You know what I mean? Uh, you grew up in like a house where everyone fought all the time and, you know, like got it was not, not the best. It got physical at times and things like that, you know, but you hear horror stories of other people. that's so much worse. And you're like, well, fuck man. Like mine's not that bad, but like trauma's trauma's trauma. You
0: mm-hmm. know what I mean?
1: Like, just because you experienced something that's crazy and mine wasn't as bad, you know, it doesn't mean that, you know, we don't both feel terrible about it. You know what I mean? Like, um, I think it's just however you can process. So Some people can take more than others, you know? I like to think that I could take a lot of shit, but, uh, you know, I, I started looking back at just little things that started building up over my life and actually talking about it. And that was probably the biggest, mm. like, you know turning my dial moment oh well, yeah <laughs> but you began to acknowledge was, yeah, and, that
2: these things actually happened in your life and regardless if you when you stopped comparing them to oh, uh, it it must you know must have been mine wasn't as bad as theirs and you actually were able to validate that i lived through that and acknowledge the emotional experience that happened yeah right that's where things begin to
1: move yeah and and it was the whole um now I'm actually going to talk about this and I'm going to deal with it. Yeah. And it doesn't matter that it's kind of like the whole mentality that you were saying, the, uh, no one's going to do this for me. Like yeah. I'm not cheating anybody but myself. So when I would share at a meeting in front mm. of 50, a hundred people or in a group of four or whatever, I stopped giving a shit what everyone was thinking. Cause I'm doing it for me. Yeah. And it was kind of, It's amazing how much just talking about shit helped because you don't think you know, it's it's because I can't tell It's not even just like getting shit off my chest. It's when I get one of these Brilliant ideas like I still get them today after having a few years like of where oh man Like my first response is like man I should probably go have a drink or go get fucked Mm -hmm. up or something like that and like I told you like I'll have a beer from time to time but like I don't Get trashed ever or anything like that and like I don't touch any drugs or anything like that anymore So, but there's still, sometimes my first response is still like, oh, like that sounds like a mm-hmm. great idea. But, and, you know, hey, I'm sure you can relate, Brandon, <laughs> but like so many times I'll think something's a great idea. And as soon as I say it out loud, it's like, wow, that's so fucking stupid. That's like 10 times a day. <laughs> yeah,
0: right. I'm like, well, that, did I say that out loud? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <You know, it, laughs> Keep this one to myself. But
2: it becomes real when you say yeah. it out loud and yes. then you actually get to look at it for what it is. You go, Oh my God, am I doing that?
1: Yeah, absolutely, and like, oh, man, like, yeah, I could go get loaded today, and, you know, maybe I could go get away with it for a day, but then I'll tell myself, oh, I did it that one time, so I'll just do it Mm. every Friday, well, just on the weekends, Friday, Saturday, well, hey, Sunday's part of the weekend, too, (laughs) you know, and that's just how it goes, man, Mm. it just progresses like that every single time, sometimes it takes two weeks, sometimes two months, but it always goes back to, like, oh, fuck, now I'm sleeping in a jail cell, you know? or god forbid now i'm going away to prison or something like that.
0: Yeah, do you think you're just straight up lucky cuz you didn't get cuz you're a smart dude and like that's what i tell people all the time like he's no dummy. Like he's a pretty smart guy like like i know from talking to some people that like you used to beat the fire department drug test like for like all like you had to tell tell the fire department like okay this is how i'm beating your test, right?
1: Yeah. Um cuz uh Oh man, like I'll even tell you how I like the you say I'm smart, but I'll tell you how the way I got caught finally. <laughs> um so like the first couple times I finally did turn myself in. Right. And uh that's how I entered the program and I, I started realized I really did have a problem. Um but like, you know, I started to notice when you, you go do the drug test when I was active, because you know, like I said, it was fifty fifty whether I was clean or not. And uh while I was active, you know, when you're having a UA. Like, no guy wants to look at another guy's junk, so I take the fake urine or whatever. And don't? just don't? No. Oh, you know what oh, I'm saying. Sorry. Oh. That's just you, Brandon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <so>. <laughs> but I would just take it and, like, just, you know, put it right behind my sack or whatever. And then when i go to UA, like, I'd grab my stuff and I'd just squeeze the bottle with my pinky and it would look like I was pissing in the thing. Because they're just kind of glancing down at you <laughs> like that.
0: Was it like somebody else's? or? No, you can buy it. You can buy Piss. You can buy fake <laughs> synthetic piss that
1: has all the electrolytes and things like that, it, and it's like nineteen bucks or something like that. Like any, just like, at, like any like smoke local, shop, you
0: can. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> like just roll down to the like local store, smoke, like smoke shop, yeah, whatever. Uh-huh. Wow, that's crazy.
1: Yeah, you know, and uh, as long as you get it to the right temperature, or whatever. Right. You know, and that's what I would do, and then finally the way I got caught is, I think I was outside using beforehand. And it's got one of those little flip tops or whatever. Right. So I actually got the drug on my finger. So when I flipped the top open, it rubbed off against the top. And that's how it came pop. That's the only way I can think of.
0: That's like a Dumb and Dumber moment. Yeah. (laughs) So you say I'm smart, but. (laughs) Yeah. How many times do you think you beat the drug test? uh, Like all
1: of them or just for the fire department?
0: (laughs) All of them. Well,
1: Uh, I'd say a couple dozen times. So you're motivated.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You that's, know? that's highly motivated to be able to, to beat that.
1: Because it, it, it's one of those things where, you know, if you're in it, unless you really, really don't want to do it anymore, unless you're ready, you know, reach your bottom, quote unquote, you're n- nothing anyone's going to say is going to do it. You know, and that's why I give all the credit in the world, the fire department for paying for my rehab and. You know, their, their program is, is, is well, at least when I was going through it was in its infancy and they, you know, it kind of didn't go about it the right way. Well, like talk, talk about that. Like what was well, like,
0: what could have been better?
1: Um, it, you're left a lot more. It's more individual, like not individualized, but you're left as an individual. So it's not like put into a group of people. Gotcha. It's more like, okay, well we want you to come in down to the health center And you're going to work out for an hour and you're going to do some bullshit work by yourself all day. And then you're going to, we're going to send you off to a meeting and stuff like that. Basically, it's it's giving someone who's doing, you know, I don't want to say childish, but like basically it's like a, uh, you know, not a very trustworthy mentality at that time. And you're putting your trust in them to go do the things you want them to do. And there's no form. So,
0: so it was up to you like to get to your meeting, stuff like that. Yeah. Like, like they didn't have a sponsor okay. with you. No, and
1: they were like, yeah. you can sign off, just get it signed. Well, fuck, I can hand this to anybody and be like, hey, man, we signed this real quick. Did I sign one for you? No, I okay, didn't do yeah. that to you. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Hey,
0: sign this. What am I signing? I don't and know. Don't worry about it. Me. Yeah, don't worry mm-hmm. about it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but no, and it, it's one of those things where, you know, I saw this thing and it makes all the sense in the world now that I'm on this side of it. Um they did this study called like rat park or whatever, you know, it's just, it's stupid, but what it is, it's true. Science. Yeah. Science. <laughs> um, More statistics. Yeah. <laughs> um, they would take this rat in a cage. they did this study. And I think it was at Stanford. They said, and they would put like cocaine in one water bottle and just water in another. And every single time the rat would drink the water bottle with cocaine in it until he died. Like almost every single time. And then they're like, well, there's got to be like a like an inverse to this study, like something else we can do. So they found out that when they take a bunch of rats and put them in a community and they give them like toys, food, stuff like that, rarely would they drink from the water bottle with the cocaine in it and never did they do it to a point of where they got hooked and they were dead. And so they kind of said the opposite of addiction is um, like inclusion, mm-hmm. is community. So that's why... There's I, a really
2: good TED talk on that theme i mean i've heard some other studies but yeah. but the whole concept of inclusion which we don't do a good job of here you're talking about those kids and treatment mm-hmm. and that you know when for you it sounded like the bottom was being in that jail cell which is a heck of a lot worse i would imagine than being a treatment center yeah, being absolutely. Like, oh, oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know yeah. but i mean that yet yeah, that was like the come to jesus moment mm-hmm. of like this is my life and things started moving, but what does happen is that you know you're in a treatment center and you're in a protected little
1: bubble. Bubble
2: uh, with people, mm-hmm. and then you get put back out in your life. Yep. And you're isolated again. Yep,
0: that's exactly. And it.
2: Now we're back, and I go do the cocaine, <laughs> drink the cocaine. I've water.
0: seen Josh Redemption. I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, but that oh, in our in our culture. Bastard. Yeah, in our culture, we don't have that. Like in the in the skin naming cultures, they, they have a much better system for the inclusion. When people get discharged from a treatment center, like the, the community holds the people. We don't really have a very good system here of that. And I'm hearing you talk about like the, the fire department there was, was a little different in that they kind of just trusted you to, here you are, kind of go do your thing. Um, yeah. But... But that isolation, when you're taken out of a group and either left to work on your own or like you're, you've done some work and then you're put back into life and you have to try and sink or swim individually when everybody else is going a million miles an hour, it just, it's like a backdraft.
0: Yeah, and I don't think the, the peer support group the, the, that the fire department set up was around, I think when you are going through our stuff, it's now pretty big. And I I, I haven't been part of it. I, I, they have like uh, peer counselors or stuff like that. I'm not part, I'm not part of, of that stuff, but it sounds like there's, I think there's like 50 or 60 of them or something like that. So maybe back then it it, it, it could have been better for you. but it sounds like you're just, you know, a timing thing where you're just kind of on your own island and, you know, get off the truck and guys forget about you and yep. you're on your own mm-hmm. doing your thing and like, you know. Go.
1: Yeah, because um, going back to uh, the start a bit, um, I didn't realize it at the time, but it's also oh obvious to look back on it. Now, you know, we talked about this when we had dinner, uh, the depression that set in even before the, like, before I was an addict or whatever you want to call it. Um, when I was just, you know, taking my pills as prescribed the right way. Um, mm. you know, because like I said, I'd gone from always succeeding to like, now nah, I broke my back. I can't do this job. And you know how it is. Like I define myself by what I can do physically and my job. Right. And my role in society. I don't know how that is. Yeah, you yeah, don't know I at all. No, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> it's stupid. That's totally <laughs> it, though. That's but, like uh, that's
2: that was where you were confronted.
1: Yeah, and
2: and it, where life stopped.
1: Yeah, and so you know, and my wife's sick, and she needs me, but I can't be there for her, and like I can't even help her carrying groceries and things like that, and like it, it, you know, it was mm-hmm. my mother-in-law that pointed out my my depression because like it was
0: hard to get out of bed before one or two o'clock.
1: And I'm not saying I was staying up till like 3 a.m. I'm saying I'd go to bed at 10 o'clock at night and I that's, wouldn't be able to get out of bed till like 2.
0: That's not that's kind of like the B-shift motto. Though, yeah, I know. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: But I, I wouldn't get up for snacks or anything. No, <laughs> so, yeah, sleep, yeah. Sleep. Or the gym. So it was different. <laughs> S-
0: sleep till you're hungry and eat till you're sleepy? Yeah. yeah. That's the B-shift motto. That right is. <laughs> we have three. So those, so I just know we have three shifts. Oh, um, okay. B-shift motto. Yeah, okay, so A, like, B, and huh? C. And in each in each shift has a has a very distinct yeah. personality. Got it. b shift, which what Eric and I were Yeah, on. we're born and bred. Yeah, we're lazy, knuckle-draggers. We don't like to clean. Lift all the heavy shit. Yeah, stuff like that. We're sleepy. <laughs> we like to take long naps. So we're we're B-shifters. So. Yeah, absolutely. We're good nappers. Yeah. <laughs> For sure.
1: But it was just hard, you know, like.
2: Well, do you, are you, I mean, I don't know. I'm sitting here listening to you and I'm like, okay. This guy broke his back. Mm-hmm. How many, five vertebrae? Five vertebrae. Five vertebrae. Wife's got cancer,
1: right? Yeah, found out we couldn't have kids. When we were you trying find to out kids. you
2: can't yeah. have a family. So your future that you were creating, the future that you had anticipated of being active, being, you know, and like you just said, and that's how I define myself, yeah. through my mobility. <laughs> so that stops. Just smash. Kids <laughs> stop. Yeah. <laughs> Wife's life and health is mm-hmm. like, like. You know how you were saying before, oh, everybody else got worse, right?
0: That's pretty bad, dude.
2: Like, when you just stop and get present, that's what happened.
1: Yeah, all in, like, you know, a couple weeks of each other. Yes, boom, boom,
2: boom. Yeah. And then you, like, you when you can get present to that, like yeah. that's what happened. There's an emotion there. Most of the time, it's, like, you just overwhelm and, like, you know, like, what the hell? What do I do with that?
1: Yeah, and then, you yeah, on top of that, the isolation. Yeah. And the pity party that goes with that. And like I said, the pressure or depression I should say, you know, well, depression really pretty, is but, that like, yeah. it's so
2: overwhelmed. That's what, I mean, de- in a nutshell, depression, let's speak about depression for a minute. Right. Yeah. When life's going along and we get confronted and our circuits are either firing or we're just so darn overwhelmed that we don't know what to do. That's depression. Like, Boom. And yes, clinically for some people like it, you know, the the biochemistry, you know, can come in more severely, but situationally what you're talking about, you get confronted in life like that, right? It's going to take something And and it takes actually declaring, right? That, oh my gosh, life stopped. And we don't typically get to the question that's necessary to get life to start again, which is what's Possible now? Like, what next? What's the next action? Like that gets disconnected from living because we're having a pity party, or we're just like can't get off the couch or the bed, or it doesn't seem like anything's possible.
1: Yeah, like I had problems shaving, showering, yeah, like basics, basics, human shit that I do totally. that I enjoy doing. You know, but so, I don't enjoy any of that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it's uh just it takes so much time. All of it. Yeah, but. Yeah, <laughs> it, <it's> like, <laughs> That's why I do it all in the shower, do everything I in, the shower. in the shower. You used to love showering with me all the time in the back in the shower. <laughs> 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 oh, Where
1: do, are we you, going? Oh, that's station <laughs> secret. Sorry, I can't say that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but like the depression stuff, like I hear people say like, oh, like they're depressed. I'm like, I'm like, to me, lately, it seems like everybody's depressed. Well, it's
2: got, you know, we've had to do something. And, and, it's, such a, and it's such an interesting topic in this field. We've had to do something to acknowledge the realness the the real physicalness of the emotional experience. It had to it had to go somewhere. Now it's like everybody's got it.
0: Yeah. Right. That's why I feel like I am like, are you just sad or are you depressed? Yeah. Right. I, well I think I mean,
1: some people now we got all that fucking social media and people think like, Oh, I look at everybody's A list lifestyle online and But those you know, are, and, and it's
2: confronting. Yeah,
1: and that now I have to look at that in the face and my life isn't that so oh wow, I feel bad. I must be depressed when I think it's one of those things, Different, you know, it's finding different differentiation between just living life in the mundane and actual depression. Well, and I can't judge that for anybody else.
2: No, I mean, like, just like we were saying, like, everybody's experience is different. We, in today's day and age with social media, you know, these kids, these kids are, are watching, you know, I, I mean, this actually happened. I had a kid in my office, you know, watching... Instagram and just, I mean, devastated. Like, you know, she'd come in, she's like in her like little hole with her headphones on and dark and like. Kind of like me look right now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> A little smaller. Okay. Um, but, you know, like just trying to deal with life, super, you know, just affected by everything. And she'd sit on my couch and, and she was talking about like, you know, the Instagram feeds and like how she just had no life. A lot of it is the story that we make up.
0: Yeah, it's a ha- brochure. That's all. All the. But it was funny. This I got finished. It's I got finished. It was really
2: funny because she because I looked and I was like, "Honey, I said, you realize they're not posting when they're sitting on their bed in the shithole." <laughs> yeah,
1: well, some of <laughs> them are. Kinda, and she goes, "I'm at, I'm at Taco Bell." <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, those weren't the ones that were bothering her. <laughs> you know and and like the look on her face like she kind of like lit, I was like they're not posting when life is shitty they're no. posting when they're out and, sh- and like it took something because the 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 perception it is mm-hmm. a lot of perception we go a whole another in a whole nother realm here is that everybody else has this awesome life and mine sucks and you live in that you will be depressed i yeah. promise
0: sometimes <laughs> life it's, sucks
2: it's but it's over here yeah. that like i'm not enough i'm not good enough Whatever I'm doing is wrong or insignificant compared to everybody else. And you start living in that negative, disempowering mindset. Over time, you'll have the biochemistry to go with depression, I promise, or anxiety or both. Yeah, yeah it'll,
0: it'll develop that fast. It,
2: it does because you're it is. Look at this. Is what We were talking about, you know, broken back, wife, you know, cancer, you know, no kids, you know, no socialization, no movement. Like life change, it's it's just no so different. They're they have this they're going around. I'm cool, I'm cool, and someone teases them. Boom, right? You suck. You don't get picked for the team. You everybody else, and then we got social media. These kids are you know they're fourteen, making millions of dollars because right. they got the you know yeah. eight gazillion likes, right? And these kids, that's what they they're on it. You didn't,
0: I think even adults are too, because I know people, people that are single and like, you know, single female and stuff like that. Like they see mm. all these people with kids and have this great life. It's like, you have no idea it what's It just happening.
2: perpetuates yeah. the not yeah. enough mindset. But when we live in that, and really, here's the cool part. This is the part I love. It took me, you know, I'm 44. It took me a while to get here. You're so old. I'm, yeah. I'm, I know I'm not old, but, but hey, I've been, I've, been a, I've, been a, I've been a clinician for 16 years. Okay. You know, it took me up to the last few to really get this. And you're drug free still? I'm drug free. <laughs> drug free, no eating disorder, which is good. Yay. But, but no, that whole, the whole thing we're talking about, the mindset that I'm not enough, not good enough. I suck over here. You know, I'm, I should be different. It is simply a conversation that we are having with ourselves. And we're entertaining it.
0: So, like, and I get that, and like like my this is kind of off on a tangent though, but I think like people are so stuck on phones, social media, TV, mm-hmm. whatever the hell it is. It's like get the hell outside. Get in the gym, go for a run, get on your bike, like go in to the action, woods. Be in action, live the life the water. that's there. Yes. Yeah, like all this shit, right. That like all this The social media stuff.
2: feeds the conversation, but it's, it is a conversation. If you were talking shit to me and telling me I wasn't good enough and I sucked and I was terrible and I was this. That sounded like
0: our counseling session. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Finally someone said it kidding, to him. I'm just kidding, just for everybody out there. I'm just joking. Finally someone said it to him. Oh, God. Good. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> She's the nicest lady ever. <laughs> As long as you don't get on our no. bad side. No. I might <laughs> confront
2: you with something and I will confront you on something to help you step into life. But but truly, like, no, like if you were talking to me like that, after a while it'd be like, I'm not talking to you. I'm not gonna participate. Yeah, Just and tune it out, right? Like, like, why yeah, would I fair. why would I continue to sit and let somebody tell me how terrible I am? Right. Day in and day out.
0: Do you is, think it's because people, kids, people, adults, or they just don't have a, a positive outlet besides social media to look at? Like they, they had just something think it's else true. going on, well, like community, do social work, work out, like hang out with their family, like be present, like do that kind of stuff? I, th-
2: it, mm, I think that stuff's available. I think this is, I mean, talk about addiction, like yeah. picking up the phone and being here. So it's so much more easy. You know, when I was growing up, it was like, you know, like we didn't have cell phones. Right. Yeah. You know, like like there was a girl that actually got expelled from my fourth grade class because she said she had a phone in her pocket without a cord.
0: <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> She's
2: lying about a bunch of stuff, but that was one of the things I'll never she forget a time it. traveler. <laughs> I don't know. That's, oh, that's crazy. crazy. I was about crazy. to brag about my beeper but I had back <laughs> then. <today. laughs> you know, so nuts. But you know, back then it was like you know when we were talking about like the automation it was like oh you got to go to the ATM. Heck, I can pay for something with my thumb. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: I love Venmo. Uh, yeah, my wife does all I the mean, time. I trust can, me.
2: Yeah, <laughs> like I can pay for stuff and have stuff shipped. I mean, we got Amazon. We got you know, everything is just at our fingertips.
0: Yeah, and for me, yeah. I'm like anti phone now. Like, I like I'm, I was a technology guy. I worked six mm-hmm. years as a software engineer. Like my bachelor's degrees in computer information mm-hmm. systems. And like now, like I don't people don't even know this because when I tell people this, they're like, "What." On Instagram, you can set a timer that yells at you and says, you've been on Instagram for 15 mm-hmm. minutes. I set mine for 20 minutes every day. That's and it. like some days I don't get it and like other days I do, but it's like, I don't want to be on it that much. And if I didn't have reef builders and this and that, all that other stuff, like I wouldn't even be on social media. Like I like to be. Oh. Yeah. Like, but you have a life,
2: Brendan. I mean, that's the thing is that you are, you as a, as a firefighter, as a, as a human. Right. And this is, this is the call to action that I think, you know, that, that, to go out there to everybody is right. We can keep participating in that not enough conversation or we can get that. We're just buying into it as it's a truth when in fact it's just talk. Yeah, we can do that or we can be an action in the life that's happening right now.
0: Like, I'd much rather sit in a room and talk to three or four people, like natural totally. introvert, or whatever, and have a conversation. It's like, I joke mm-hmm. to people all the time, like, I'm going backwards. Like, in the 30s, yeah. and we, like, we used to sit around the radio and listen. Like, mm-hmm. half the stuff I do is podcasts. Like, I listen to podcasts, like, yeah. eight, eight, 80% around, of my media. When you Sports sit radio. around the radio yeah. and listen, yeah. Yeah.
2: and you bring community, and we get into action, right? We can be our reasons. We can be our internal negative talk. Or we can be responsible with the life and the action right here, right now, and go out and explore things. Like you were saying, you're here in that jail cell. You got the mattress over here. Like, what the heck? This is my life. Yeah. Absolute presence. You know, we got this mindfulness movement, which I'm not dissing at all. But that's what it's about. Right. Like I mean, it's been around for however many, you know, yeah, meditation got, been for a, a long, long time, right? man. <laughs> yeah. We just now think it's cool. At least five <laughs> like, or six years. <laughs> you know, we just now think it's cool. But All it's talking about is be here now, be present. And then when we're in that, this is my life and I'm breathing. And then it's like, what's the next possibility? What do I want to create in the next minute or the next five minutes or the next 10 years? I don't care how far you look, but every moment is an opportunity to create something new. You have a lot of access, you know, you got reef builders, you got the firefighter, you got, you know, all of this stuff. And a lot of the kids today don't have that. And even a lot of adults have just, we're kind of in this soup of like not knowing how to focus and where they want to go and what they want to create in life. And when you add addiction to the mix, it's like going down the wrong highway backwards with a blindfold on. Yeah.
1: You know? (laughs) Well, I think I think personally. I like that. A lot of it, like whether it's, uh, you know, addiction, drugs, shopping, eating. You name it. Sex, whatever you want to do. It's that whole, and you throw the phone into it now, it's the whole instant gratification that's and right. yeah it's so fleeting well you know? it blocks
2: the feeling yeah. and it is a it's a right now this is a but look at it like what's then you got if you got responsible for the life that's happening okay i got high on heroin how, i'd say what's that like
1: i mean for like 30 seconds before i started hating myself it was great yeah, exactly <laughs> you know? rough yeah. yeah and then and then you end up yeah. hating yourself for a week or a year however long it's been now you know and, yeah I mean, but and it, like so I said, Absolutely. like you know, and, and go, talking about that instant gratification, it's you know you mm. post online about refillers, right? Yeah. And people go, "Oh, that's awesome! Brand is doing that. I want to do that." And They get pumped for that second, and they don't consider like for you to get this lasting gratification with your life. How much fucking work you put you in? You got to take the life. action. That's yeah. the and, action, and that's yeah. the, the scary well, people part. never
0: see. Like like there's a great picture that I actually saw on Instagram with with people standing on a podium first second third place they don't see the 50 million bricks underneath it to they get you to that podium spot and I'm not saying we're we're first second and third but I'm saying like for us to get to this point in in in, in like like in, in 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 reef builders it's like hey it's been a lot of work like people don't see the behind the scenes uh, work that you put in the 12 15 hour days the it you know, takes work yeah, and yeah. we
2: don't you know that's another thing that I've watched with the younger generations and even my generation I mean like I said like from I learned, you know, helpless is the way of being, I succeed, but you know, it's really easy to, to play the victim and yeah. I don't know how to do it. And everybody else does it for you. Especially, yeah, especially a being officer. a cute
0: <laughs> female. Yeah. Like, I'll do that. Yeah. I and I hate, yeah, yeah. I, I hate like hate it. That's not how life really works,
2: lady. No, I know. <laughs> I hate it. And that's, you know, like, that's like, especially, you know, I'm an athlete I, I got present, you know, in the last five years to like, wow, like, you know, I've clearly been successful, but, but I have felt unsuccessful, yeah. you know? Yeah, for sure and so acknowledging the success and then and then the action that i'm taking but there's still there's like i have such a deep personal desire right you know to be creating things and building things and 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 actually i don't know what that's like but you you, you are, in particular so you know you really do it like, well, that's what Chris
0: said too. Like, Chris, like uh Chris from 40 Volt Media, he's like, dude, like all these people talk about you and stuff, and you're like, oh, we're just gonna build a studio he's like and I show up and like it's done. Like, done. It's done. No,
2: that's exact I said that when we sat <laughs> yeah. down. Like, I'm like, like, yeah, yeah, you know how long I've been talking about, like, I should do a podcast. I should yeah. write a book. Do you think I have a book written? I don't have a book written. I
0: yeah. got a pop-up book. It's, <laughs> coming it's coming out next week. I all got right. lots of pages, yeah. Brandon. I <laughs> hand them to it's, you. It's just dicks. But the work. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God.
2: Sorry. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Um, oh man.
0: Eric, like yeah. I know like we are, you know, we have, we haven't even gotten into like the depths of what you would do to feed the habit and, and how far it goes. Like what's, and if you're comfortable sharing, great. If oh, not, yeah, to Like, like what's some, some, some of the stuff that like oh. I, when, when, when we were having dinner, like dude, I was running this, I was running that, I was running that. I was like, what? Like, yeah. Um, you know, I uh, you get involved
1: with people that are doing this for uh, career, and no, mm. like no scruples about it. they a good
0: that, pension in that, or no? Um, you
1: know, I haven't, haven't gotten any paperwork on it yet, but yeah, I, no. we'll see.
0: Insurance pretty good. They yeah. got a good medical. <laughs> um, dental.
1: No man, you uh you know, you start getting this habit, and you got to feed it. And uh, basically, all these, it's always like you draw these lines in the sand where I won't do this, I won't do that. And like I always say, I didn't use a needle, but I was probably, you know, a week or a month away from doing it. You know, and mm-hmm. that's the type of thing I'm talking about. It's just, there's always a line I won't cross. And then, you know, like I'm never going to steal from anybody. Well, you know, I, well, the time I got arrested, it was because I was jacking shit from Target. You know. Good place to
0: steal stuff from. Yeah, yeah right. There's a lot of high-end stuff in that yeah, place. Yeah, right. You know. <laughs> yeah. and, and My family calls it Tarjay. Yeah, Tarjay, <laughs> like Gilbear. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um.
1: You know, it was doing that, and then it would be like, um, you know, I was hanging out with a drug dealer once, and uh, there's people, like, aren't people. They're prey. You're either a predator or prey in that kind of life. So it was, I'm sitting there with him, and this, uh, not kid, but, you know, 20-something-year-old small guy came up. Yeah. Yeah. And he was buying stuff, and uh, I was like, cool, man, like, you're going to give me half that. You know? And he kind of looked at me like, what? And I go, no, you're going to. You know, and it was basically that thing where, like, if he's not going to, like, I'm gonna probably fucking hurt him or something. You're like, like Debo, that. <laughs> give me your bike, fool. Yeah, exactly. You know, and and <laughs>
0: like Debo on Friday, you
1: know, and and you've known me long enough, Brian. Like, that's not
0: Dude, who you're I like am. the nicest guy ever. Like, like Eric's like, I known you for a long time, but like, just a big sweetheart, big teddy bear. Like, like I know this is probably hard to believe right now. You guys can't see Eric, but ask Eric what he uh, uh, did in high school for a sport, football. No, he was a cross country runner. It yeah, was <laughs> cross country. Oh, <really? laughs> Hundred and seventy five yeah. pounds, cross country, six three. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah, the shortest but yeah, shorts like, in
1: the world because they remember someone in like nine Did short. you ever
0: hurt anybody? Did you ever like uh, did you ever get to that point?
1: I I could beat a guy up once right? over it. Um it was uh not the best situation in the world. It was one of those things where either I'm gonna get hurt or he is. Right, yeah.
0: Well that's a survival instinct, right? Yeah. So you have to um, sometimes
1: i mean it's definitely not something i'm proud of like i don't enjoy doing that and i would never in this correct state of mind do that but at right. the time it was what i had to do um you know and i i think i told you about the you know my mom was sick and she was dying of cancer um was out of it at this point like pretty close to dying and she had a bunch of pain pills and i would uh give her one of her pain pills and she'd need three of them and I would take two and pocket them and give her two uh, aspirin that look the same. Mm. And like, yeah, like I want to cry saying that and that crushes me saying it, but I did it. Right. You know, I oh, did you're it.
0: owning it now, dude, which is a big thing, yeah. like owning, owning that behavior. Yeah. <laughs> and
1: well, I think that's the flat part
2: of it is like when in the freedom from the past, you talked about Brandon, like, you know, that, you know, what, what, How do we, like, what's the point of having the conversation? Mm -hmm. You know, what's the point of dealing with your stuff? Right. Right? When you can be flat, when you can own, I did that. Yeah. Right? And it's without a judgment, good, bad, right, or wrong. It's just like, that's what I did. Right? And you can, you know, do whatever repair. That's like a 12-step thing. And, you know, just like, you
1: know. Yeah, and you you know you make your amends. You make your amends,
2: and then and then life is now like you being you living in the shame of that. How does that enhance your life now?
1: It's not going to help me. And you know, like I I talk about people that I stole money to and things like that. Like I can make an amends and figure out who it is and pay them back or whatever they want me to do because that's what amends is. It's not set up a GoFundMe account for you. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's just me trying to make it right in their eyes. And, you know, that's all I can do is clear it, like say in recovery, clear, and clear it. my side of the street because I, I have yet to meet the person, and I'm sure there might be a couple out there where they're like, uh, for you doing me wrong, what I want from you is continuous suffering.
0: Well, that's on them, though, dude. Like, they have yeah. something behind that where we're like, yeah. like, but there's like, not they
2: really anybody something. out there that does that. Yeah. And if they do, then there is. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah, that that's on
1: them. Them. yeah and usually because they're not in a good spot. No,
2: well, yeah. who, who that doesn't. that. Doesn't serve. No, it doesn't allow you to access the humanity that you are to be out there in the world and making a difference for people, for you, for your life, for people, for your family, and public service. You know yeah. that, that that level of shame and guilt that all of us deal with. That negative conversation we were talking about a little while ago. Not good enough. I don't know. I'm so bad. I'm so terrible. I'm. So, we live in that. How much energy do we have be out there in life making a difference?
1: No, and then I'm not going to be able improve my life and I'm not going to be able to do those no. good things. And then I slowly, you know, instead of just being a bunch of things that I did, instead of who I am, now it's becoming this is what I repeatedly do. This is who I am right. yes. when I don't make the difference and change the things mm. that I did. So it is about, like I said, talking helps and like admitting the things that I did and, yeah. you know, realizing that, you know, I'm not a bad person trying to be good. I'm like a sick person trying to get
0: well. Yeah, I know, dude. Like, like, I I, like, I would never never say that. Like, just so you know, and I don't know, I just vo- verbalize it for you. Like, no matter what's happened, all, like all the crazy stuff you've been through, it's like, for me, I don't even think any differently about you. Like, oh, thanks, man. You're, you're the same dude. Like, when we went to dinner that one time, I'm like, well, let's see. If he's there and like you know, I told people I'm like, they're like, how is him? I'm like, is the old E? I'm like, same shit. He wasn't sweating, like you know, just just thinking about stuff. I'm like, same exact dude, man. And like, I got more admiration and respect for people that are in the shit and that have like gotten to the bottom, no, no matter what that bottom is, and then they can pick themselves back up and make something. To, oh, dude, that's so much harder than like like me. I'm consistent. I'm consistent. I'm consistent. Like that's how my life is. Like I've never had like a dip like that, dude. I don't. I don't know if I have that in me to be able to come back from something like that. I'm to, sure Because you do. I've just like 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 I've just never been there. I've always lived my life on like the motto: if I got you know food to eat, money in my pocket, roof over my head, a car to drive, like everything else is a bonus. And like that's <laughs> how like. Like I've always lived, and I don't like I'm a pretty happy person, but like I'm telling you, man, like I got nothing but love for you. Like for for you to go through that shit and then come out on the other side, mm-hmm. dude, that's a big deal, man. Because I know I, I have buddies that haven't come out on the other side. Yeah, and, and, like, that's sad. Some of those buddies are gone. Like some of those mm-hmm. buddies are in jail. Some of those buddies are stuff like that. And they and they were good dudes like you, and they got hooked on something. And next thing you know, it's mm-hmm. like dude, their lives are completely fucked up.
1: You know. And then going back to the depression thing we were talking about before, it, it's one of those things where. Yeah, you know, like, I can look back and be like, oh, man, I was on the fire department. Like, my life was going great. Everything was really good. And it's just a job, I d- bro. And I, I know. But you know what I mean? Just like, just job. everything else. Like, I didn't have a record and, like, everything else. Right. And, oh, I fucked that all up, and it's not, my life isn't good, and I can get stuck on that, or I can focus on the fact that, like, man, like, three years ago, if you could have told me that I would be clean now for mm. three years... Uh, I'd be having a job, I'd be contributing, I'd be you know uh, actually just good husband and things like that. I would have taken that in a second. So for me to like sit here now and not be satisfied with that, like that's, you know, that's a little like silly on my part. Not like be grateful for all the I blessings l- that I l- have. I love have had. the
2: word you just used, right? Like in the word "satisfied." You know that conversation, all of the "not enough" and mm. and whatnot, like you know, yes, you had one thing once and all of that stuff happened and it ended. And then you had the other thing that you had. And now life is here. And this is the life you have. And it's the same for me. Like, it took me a long time to get to a place where like, hey, this is the life I have.
0: Yeah, it's pretty badass. It's, you know,
2: the breath, each breath, right? And to live satisfied. Not That doesn't mean don't build, you know, like, a podcast studio and do more cool <laughs> stuff like but but when That's you can be satisfied Oh hey, hey, hey. <laughs> done peace out yeah <laughs> but when you can create satisfied with life exactly as it is and exactly as it isn't in the moment you got freedom to create anything
1: yeah and um you know going back to like uh, the thing that uh, the blessing i have and going back to like the younger kids and stuff like that yeah. is I, at least I have the knowledge to know I did it once. Yeah. I do have the ability to do it again. And that's what makes me sad for like seeing like the 16, 15, 17, so young young and they haven't had to do a lot on their own. They're not, they don't understand like the capabilities they have. It's like all unreached potential at this point, Mm. you know? Um, and and they just don't, again, you don't know what you don't know. So they don't know exactly what they can do yet. And like, at least I have that going for me. Like I'm, I'm, happy with where i am now but i know i can do a lot more For sure. And instead of depressing me that fills me with hope nowadays that's where right. it used to depress me and yeah. so i understand why these kids get in these cycles of like just continuing depression use you know everything else and it, that's you know, what and makes th- your story
2: the, so powerful though
1: and, and and that's where the community that's comes here, dude. In. yeah that's yeah. why i wanted to share today and like just be honest and put it all out yeah. there to let them know like man, like I've done a lot of messed up stuff and I, you know, and like (laughs) I've been, yeah, I've been bad places and, you know, lied to people I cared about and that I love. I've taken money, you know, um, Mm. not paid a lot of people back. Um, I've done a lot of things that I regret, but it's, it doesn't need to be this, you know, perpetual motion machine where that's who I am. That's what I do. I can do something about it. Yeah. and just keep striving to be better and better and better
0: do you feel like you've gone far enough back to address the things that you need to address to 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 continue to be clean and sober because you know like the stuff I, from your childhood or whatever I, I think it's, I
1: think it's one of those things where life is life it's always gonna things are gonna pop up right uh, and that's why
0: but the stuff uh, from the past is it like like do you feel like it's gonna influence your future anymore or
1: I I, I don't think that it will unless i continue to like if i don't do anything about it and recognize where i've been the things that i've done and i start you know not just feeling shame but there's an avoidance in it right and not realizing that that's part of my story that's who i am so if i don't continue to do that and make amends for you know because I'm, I'm like i said i'm still an idiot and like Dude, we all i, I do i do dumb shit all the time we all, we're guys yeah if, that's if, what happens. if i don't fix that you know then, then yeah, I think I can get right back into this, you know, self-loathing depression because that's where it comes from. Like the drugs are just a symptom for what's mm-hmm. wrong with me. Right. And uh, you know, like if I could, at this point in my life, like I used to say, if I could get messed up every day and have no repercussions, I would. I don't think I would anymore.
0: That's not life, right? Yeah, that's like not living
1: it's because it, I got other stuff I want to do. Like I'm happy, you know, like. Mm. Would I like the freedom to, like, go get smashed every once in a while? Like, go get drunk with my friends? Maybe. Like I'd rather go, twice go or, work out with you. Yeah, yeah, a good, maybe go once like or twice. Been, or, yeah, but I'd rather you know, go work out or go fishing yeah, or go hiking. Or hiking, You know, or <laughs> I'd rather do that. And I can't do that when I'm all messed up, you know? Right. And so, no, I don't think I would anymore. Um, and I do think that if I get back into self-loathing and hatred and stuff like that, uh, it's an easy escape. We're and just deal- talking
0: about, like, on the last podcast, it's like sports, life, a lot of things it's all about being able to recognize the pattern pattern recognition in athletics, mm-hmm. uh, all that kind of stuff. It's like, so it's like for you, like you're like, you, ha- you have a full understanding of the patterns that you can develop to mm-hmm. put you in a place where you don't need to be. And it sounds like you're just more aware of like, okay, yeah, absolutely I'm not doing this dude. Cause I know where this yeah. goes. <laughs> yeah. It,
1: Cause it doesn't have to go bad every time, you know, right. it's not like the old, uh, drug commercials where it's like, Oh, I, uh, smoked weed once i'm put my baby in this microwave or shit like like that it's not you know
0: i must have missed that commercial you you know what i mean though
1: or it's it's not like not every time i do something bad is it gonna be tragedy following it like things can just happen but if i continue to be like well that's okay and justifying it and using it as an escape coping mechanism then it becomes part of my life and then repeated pattern makes it who i am and then the consequences start to come with it.
0: Right. And like Heidi, you and I were talking a little bit earlier about it, like in life, like, and I'll just let you talk about it. or how like, there's so many people aren't successful, can't get it together. Not even like on a drug addiction, just a basic level of like being able to like have to be mildly successful in anything that they do because they haven't gone back to fix whatever.
2: Yeah. Well, we, we have experiences in life. We all do. We come into life, you know, and, as, a, as an infant, right? This pure life potential. <laughs> and then things happen. And every one of those things that happen, right, they don't have to be terrible, but when they happen and they're alarming or distressing or overwhelming or over-embarrassing for us as a human, as a being, right, we begin to, like, shut down. <laughs> we begin to avoid <laughs> We begin to create stories about who we are or who we're not. Mm-hmm. And then our life in the area that we live in gets smaller and smaller and smaller. So it's like we're driving in like the bike lane, yeah, just pigeonhole <laughs> which ourselves. I don't mind. But, but, yeah. <laughs> but in life, no, I don't want, you know, we don't have the wide open field anymore, you know. And so when that's not addressed, and it's not like, oh, my gosh, I got to go do all this work. But we can look and go wow i made that up i'm wow i when i was 5 years old and dad looked at me that way right and every time i you know i can't be with men i have all these failed relationships that's when you want to start looking yeah there's something there that's stopping you from being totally free and present in the in the moment to have an expansive life and when you can clean that up and get that it's just old stuff and get it complete then you have freedom now, and that's all I hear in New York. It's like, you know, you've done a lot of work. You've done a lot of looking and unpacking and getting like, okay, that's what that was. And I did this, and I did that, and it's just like I did that. That's what happened. Yeah, that's what I did, and now I'm here. How to, you know, make amends, acknowledge, see the feeling. For me, like on the work that I do, it's like if there's like overwhelming, distressing, emotional feelings that are in the body that people don't that continue to avoid. You know, that's the part that I'm that I'm committed to is like right. releasing that energy so you can be free.
0: Like you said, you're doing some coaching now.
2: I do both. I do counseling and coaching, and I, right. you know, I'm certified in EMDR, which is a trauma oh, resolution yeah. okay. therapy. So yeah. I, I do that. Um, and
0: um, is most of that coaching based around people fixing what they haven't fixed in the past to be successful in the future? Or-
2: well, you know, it's kind of like because
0: coaching to me is, is like is like a real slick way of saying I'm going to counsel you and give you some <laughs> some input because now I'm not counseling you. You know, it's
2: funny. <laughs> you know i i participate I participate with um um with a coaching body in the valley. That's an international coaching body and and um. And I, and I love the work that they do. And it, and it isn't therapy. It's totally different. For me, right. you know, my office is, you know, I'm a therapist. I'm a licensed professional counselor. I'm a trauma resolution therapist. You know, so it, people typically come in to see me with some sort of clinical concern.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, and we address that. But, I, but the coaching piece that I bring into it is simply like, look, I don't look at you as broken. I don't care if you come in with a clinical con- concern. This isn't a broken thing you're human and you're dealing with life. And if there's trauma there, we're going to address it. But my whole objective with any human being that walks into my office is to get them to be free, to be back out in life, living the life that they love.
0: Cause I see a lot of, you know, whether it be in the military, public safety and and Mm -hmm. stuff like that, I see a lot of people that the, that they're, and I don't know if this is this is the right way to say it or not, but that are filling a hole from their yeah. past, whether yeah. it be a failed marriage, they never won the medal that they wanted to win yeah. in the swimming meet or the football game, or their dad never gave them the attention that they wanted, or mom was mean stuff like that. It's like I see a lot of a lot of people that get into leadership positions that have that mm-hmm. failure or whatever from their past that they mm-hmm. don't fix, and it makes them horrible leaders, or not yeah. great leaders, or just just poor because well, they're
2: tra- constantly living, trying to overcome that inadequacy, right. That right? I see a lot of that. That's and all I it mean, is.
0: honestly, I've seen most of it in public safety. It, like sure. I've seen it in business and in the military, too. but in like in public safety, it seems like I don't know if it draws people.
2: Typically does there's like a Freudian thing about that. I'm really, <laughs>
0: can you talk like more a- about that? Yeah, <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, can you talk? Can you I, talk a little more I, about it? No, that? I
2: can't because I have to go back to my <laughs> side books to pull <laughs> to books, it out. But yeah. there's yes. like some pr- interjection or something. probably even citing it wrong. I don't know, but right. there's a term it, for it. Um, and I remember from like high schools on my note sheet. In my
0: book. <laughs> but yeah, it's like more like kind of like the hero syndrome or, yeah. or, or, well, you're or whatever.
2: Constantly trying. And, and, and it is a humanity thing. You know, people that have some sort of hurt, you find a way to succeed at life. Like I was kind of, you know, hacking on myself that one of mine is helpless. Right. Like I, you know, know how to do that interpersonally really well, even though I'm like the get Shit done, girl. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> you really am like but, I, but but I had this story that I'm like this waif at times. It just totally doesn't work, but <laughs> 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 it just doesn't work because I like squash you. <laughs> like, <I'm> just, <laughs> <laughs> out of my way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but but we have things that we deal with, right? And then and and we get confronted, and then. You know, it's like we continue to live our life trying to overcome that failure or that things that we dealt with that we were confronted with that made us decide we were insignificant, bad, wrong, not good enough. And when that gets exposed as like just something happened.
0: (laughs) Right. And we
2: made it mean something. And that's totally our deal. Like we just invented this whole I'm not good enough thing. There's freedom there you know and then you can go okay well and and therapeutically speaking when the piece that i take bring in it's not just that part that's part of it but the next part is like typically when there's a failure there's like a story that we create about it and then there's an emotional experience that's there and we don't ever want to feel that feeling again does that make sense? So you
0: <laughs> what if you seek that out? Because like for me, I love trying stuff and just yeah. totally miserably failing. It, it feels good. I'm like, I totally suck at this. Like I just started um, a couple months ago doing what I call pajama wrestling or the pajama jammy jam. <laughs> Uh, It's uh, Brazilian (laughs) Jiu Jitsu, but like you know, I like I wrestled through high school, (laughs) like a little bit in college. But Mm -hmm. I like going there. I'm like, dude, I totally suck at this. But But you like getting better,
2: right? So you found some way. You know how to like. That's how you've succeeded in life is through being successful, and you're in charge of the embarrassment. So. You kind of, I'm putting myself, Sometimes I do I'm that not, too, though. but yeah. I do that too. I'll okay. put myself, i the, the first other guy one hits, to make yeah. a fool of myself. Right. But if I have to be organically like vulnerable, or then I get all weird, which is strange for a therapist to say, because I think I'm pretty damn vulnerable. But there, are t- <laughs> But there. I, I've been watching this like recently, Right. you know, where like, yeah, everybody thinks I'm like so expressed and I'm so out there and I'll put myself and I'll try anything and, I'll, right. and I do. And I totally am like that. But there's a you know you just want to look I don't know I don't know what that's about
0: right yeah I even like so, this podcast like this like you know mm-hmm. the, the like the very first one I did I came in here I'm like I felt like I was going to some type of athletic event I'm like don't want to eat too much I'm going in there and work out hard this morning I have a little yeah. like you know anxious nerves going on and then you know when it starts I'm like oh like everything's good but it's it. like yeah but I I tell people all the time it's like I thrive in arenas where I can be uncomfortable. Like yeah. I'm comfortable being uncomfortable. You I'm like,
2: are. You've developed that. I think yeah. that's actually but, a
0: good thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, and that's that's,
2: a, that's just a way that that you've made you've you've made it work in life, and you're yeah. and you're good, and it works for you, and it's it's really helpful out here in the in the world because it makes a difference for people too, right? Gotcha. Yeah. So I don't know. You know, and to to go back though to your question, just to make sure this was clear, right? Like anybody that's that's like. You know, trying to filling a void.
0: Yeah, there's a lot or of Or
2: overcoming a thing. Yep. Yeah. Right? What happens is when we're not successful in the void filling or the overcoming, like, okay, I'm going to be a firefighter, and that's like, then I'm going to be cool. Yeah. Right? It's yeah. the then I'm going to be Or me. like, then I'm
0: going to be a captain, or then I'm going to be an engineer, be this, a paramedic, and then I'm going to keep working. Or or I'm gonna, achievement, 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 so achievement. Yeah,
2: okay. What happens is, right? Then I start podcast. <laughs> you might be seeing yourself. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> if that disappears, kind of like in Eric's situation, right. you know, you break your back, I'm out of the game. Then who uh, am
1: I? Uh, well, now what?
2: Now what? And it really is. I mean, we, we go into the like, that I'm nothing, and it just starts that negative conversation that I was talking about that is just a conversation. And for
0: me, like, I don't give a shit if you're a landscaper, you're a CEO, you or whatever. It. Like, I judge people off of, are you a dick or are you cool? Like, you're either an asshole or like, totally. you're not, I don't care what you but do. But for like the
2: person, I mean, this is where, that's where the heart of the matter is, is it, it, it it's great however it occurs to you, but it really depends on how it occurs to right. the person. Yeah.
1: Because like, I know for me, a lot of it was like, I am nowhere as hard on other people as I am myself. Totally. My expectations yeah, for myself are that. And most of the time,
2: people that are overcoming something or filling a void, it hits them harder. Gotcha. You know, like, like for me, I was a figure skater. I grew up.
0: You're a figure skater? I can see that.
2: Yeah, I was a figure skater. Four to 18. But, but in the middle, when I got sick, like, you know, no four year old really chooses to put on skates. Like that was my mom's thing. Yeah. (laughs) And I, and I loved it. I loved being on ice. Loved it. But it really occurred to me. It was like skater die.
0: (laughs) I, I like love that video it, game back in the was, day. I remember, remember that, that game? TV,
1: yeah. Which one? Clothing like Skate yeah. or die. Yeah, skate was, or die. Was yeah. That was a video game. Yeah, It was, that was awesome. Great. The
0: joystick, yeah. 720.
2: That's how it existed. <laughs> that was my life, Brandon. You're making Oh, now
0: about. I know where it came from. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, skater or die. That that's was.
2: how it lived. Yeah, yeah. all you guys, oh, they got all these skateboard people. <laughs>
1: right I'm
0: like scared. I'm like that this, was an here's awesome this video like, game.
2: Like innocent little figure skater <laughs> over here that's like eight years old who doesn't feel like she has a choice. That's a, and that's <laughs> should have just played the video game. That, I would add a whole new story. That's a
0: crazy hard sport. Like yeah. you're it's up tough. early, uh, five in the morning, I'm like totally. all that stuff. Yeah, you yeah, trained four up, five hours and a it day. was little,
2: you know. I mean, that was my life. I didn't know any other way to be in life. Here's this little creature. Yeah. You know, and this was what I did. And I was good, but I wasn't great.
0: Yeah. Story of my life. You know. Good <laughs> at a lot of things. But great at nothing. But it was like, it, what, what, it,
2: what it was for me in terms of like filling that, you know, it was not necessarily adult boy, but as a kid, it was like, if there's no skating, there's nothing. Gotcha. And so my life, like I said, you know, kind of narrows down to that bike lane. My life was like skating. And that was who I was. And if I didn't have skating, I, like the inside feeling that existed for me growing up was so painful like if i don't have that i'm like obliteration like gut-wrenching obliteration i don't it really dramatic i'm really good at that too but but it really <laughs> did it, it occurred for me that way and just a few years ago i realized you know like as a kid here i am this little you know i was 14 you know but 10, 11 years old i made these competitions i freaking hated him you did you know the anxiety (laughs) inside was so bad and it was serious because it had to be like this thing and what i realized a couple years ago when this got clear was like oh i was i was like not everybody else was going through the competition like that
0: yeah like (laughs) Like, that was my interpretation
2: of the competition (laughs) that this is like the serious life and death yeah Yeah. like life and death no there are other people that just having fun I didn't know how to be competitive and have fun. It like chopped off when I was about seven or eight years old. Wow. When they were like, do you want to competitively figure skate or have fun? I was like, no, I guess I'll do this because that's what everybody. And I lived that way. And that's been disappeared. When I got clear, when I got that into conversation, I started talking that with my mom. It was, you know, just got open to that. It was like, oh, my goodness. You mean I can do things in life and have fun, too?
0: That's all I know. I know. <laughs> but I didn't. Yeah.
2: You know, like it was really, it really didn't. It, 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 and once, but that got clear and I got to be okay with me as I am. Right. And not participate in that negative conversation in my head and just be out here with people and then have fun when I'm doing stuff. And sometimes I succeed and sometimes I don't. And It has nothing to do with who I am as a human. I'm just Heidi. Yeah. There's so much freedom, yeah. So much freedom, and that's the void thing. Like when you're compensating or overcoming, then you're—it's like white knuckling it. When you get to be a human and then do things, and sometimes you do great and sometimes you don't, and you just then get to create something new after the outcome. It's like a whole new way of life.
0: That's crazy. I just—I I just don't think most most people ever realize that or come they to that don't. realization? They don't. Or you or just live different.
2: in it. And we, you know, we, we live, live in a world of... just over and over again. Resignation. And we live in a world of just, like, you know, this is my life. And I'm like, you know, and they don't even know it.
0: Well, then when you factor in, like, the social media stuff. Like oh, my God. The, the, the car you drive, the house you live <laughs> in, like, like all that stuff. It, it, it's, like, a complete mess. Yeah. So, but... How are you doing time? Okay. So, but, yeah, but... Yeah, I I just don't know. Like Eric, for you, like people, public safety, whoever you are, like if you're going through the opioid thing, or if you're 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 caught up in that perpetual cycle, like what advice do you have for family, you know, friend, that individual? Because dude, like honestly, like I probably kind of sucked as a friend then. Like I didn't no. like I we no. talked we had a couple talks about hey dude, like yeah get get right, get together, blah, blah, yeah. blah all that kind of stuff. But it's like that's kind of just dumb. <laughs> um, I, I think for, uh,
1: like friends and family dealing with an addict, um, you know, y- there has to be boundaries. You have to have clear set boundaries. Like I'm not going to be, uh, you know, I'm not going to facilitate your drinking, your using whatever it is, but just know that I love you to death and I care about you. And you know, when you're trying and you're doing like everything you can to be well, I'm going to be here for you. And like, I'll, is it okay
0: to kind of shut that person out? And be like, hey, man, like, like I'm here for you, but I'm not going to deal with the lies. Like, I'm not going to deal with the bullshit. I, I think stuff.
1: that there does come a point for that, too. And that's where, okay. the, you know, those were clear set boundaries have to come in. And because mm-hmm. I, I don't think, you know, and it's you know, a lot of people play the victim and things like that. And they say, oh, we well, don't care about me. You don't love me. It's more that tough love type thing. Because like right. I said before, no one's going to get better till they're ready to. And everyone's got to hit their own bottom, whatever it is. But if, spin class, whatever. Yeah, whatever you know, if you're gonna turn that, if you're gonna turn <laughs> that knob or not, you know.
0: <laughs> you know, we can't let that one go. I'm Never sharing. Again. <laughs> you, know, you know, sometimes
1: you just want to ratchet that knob. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it, it's, Take it on, man. <laughs> it, it, it's just one of those things where, you know, you, you have, like the depression that you know perpetuated my. Getting into the use and feeling useless and things like that where because, like again, I said that I felt unloved, abandoned, and whether it's reality or created in my own mind, you know, I uh, I think as far as families and friends go, it's letting the person know that, like, hey, I still love you and I care about you, but you know, it, it, I heard before like it's good to love the, the person, the person, and hate the disease, mm-hmm. you know, and you can establish that and let them know that, be like, I will be here for you and do everything I can, but I'm not gonna facilitate your your bullshit. Yeah. You Damn. take a
2: stand for the life that's there.
1: Yeah. You know. And
2: you can be, a, a, you can love them. And you can be 100% cheerleader. And make sure that they know that you love them. And the actions and behaviors that are addiction, that are, you know, you don't have to tolerate it. You're just not going to do that part. You know? Yeah, you but- be- and you're not always going to know, and you don't have to police it right they gotta have to do their own thing yeah and and
0: that's kind of the situation i'm in right now with a family member mm. like they're like they're going down a path and i don't know if i did it too soon or or something like that i'm like hey man i love you to death like i'll be here for you but i can't sit here and listen to you lie to me and tell me this stuff and Mm. i've been through it with with you know with a couple wrestling buddies back in the day that got hooked on crystal meth i'm Mm. like you know i'm just like hey man i can't do it And, and, and in that situation i was lucky enough one of our one of our good friends' dads was a DEA agent, like legit mm. DEA agent in like the million dollar deal thing. I just picked up on like, dude, I've tried three times. He's lied to me three times, this is out of my hands. And I just I'm I think I'm quicker to just go Hey man, like I know that you're lying to me to get your stuff. You tell out, me the I, truth, and I'm here. But I feel shitty for it too. So, like you, you know, family member, so hard, it's Like, yeah, like no,
1: no one's gonna ever thank you for setting up a boundary. <laughs> well, like, it's
0: funny because, like, like not you, immediately, anyway. Not because, immediately.
1: Because <laughs> yeah,
0: because my wrestling buddy came back to me years later and said, "Hey man, I'm like I just want to thank you for saving my life." I'm like, bro, I didn't yeah. save your life, dude. You did. You did though. You did though. He right. had to do the work. Like, no, but, but still, um, you can't. You can't see the forest through
1: the trees sometimes. Right. You know. And it takes another point of view and someone else saying, you know, like, again, going back to the Brett Taylor thing where I didn't think I had a problem until he's like, dude, you fucking changed. Right. And then a lot of other people said a lot of other things to me, you know, positive and negative. Um, right. You know, and I think it's the uh, the way you handled it is it's fine. You know, it, it's saying I'm, I love you. I'm going to be here for you when you want to get real and you want to do something about it. But it, I'm not going to help you kill yourself. Yeah, yeah. I'm not that that, you that is
2: the boundary. I'm just not. Gonna, I'm not going to participate in the negative conversation. It's right? not easy but either. Yeah. Oh my and god, then,
0: it's not no, easy. That yeah, sucks. I, like, I, I, I felt or feel. I, I don't know if like, today I feel that way, but like at the time, you feel like a rat. You, mm. you kind of feel like you're abandoning that person, but it's I, like I can't. And this is either a good thing or a bad thing for me in my life. If I stand there and watch something happen mm. that shouldn't happen, then I'm telling er- that person it's okay. Like, whether it mm. were someone's, you know, talking down to someone at a, yeah. at a cash register or something like that. It's like, if I stand here and let you talk to that cash like register mm-hmm. person, like, they don't exist, I'm like, I'm telling you it's okay. And I got to open my not- mouth. Like, same kind of situation. I'm like, sometimes I just like, I don't know if that's like in like the best analogy that I could give give. No, that, yeah, it's, you it's know, good. If you've ever seen Lone Survivor, where the dad's sitting at the table and he's explaining to the two sons, because one got beat up in the playground, like, there's a wolf.
2: Mm -mm, the two wolves
0: yeah there's 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 uh there's the sheep and then Mm -hmm. there's the sheep dog and yeah he's telling the one son like you're the sheep dog you're here to protect the wolves from the Ah, sheep and that's how i feel sometimes where it's like i'm i don't even want to like be the wolf but i don't want to be the sheep but i but i have no problem being the dude that's going to punch you in the face for (laughs) you know being an asshole and then if you want to like continue it you know it's okay
1: You know, not standing by that person's side and helping them do it, but like you did. Every once in a while, giving them a call, letting them know they still have value, they still have worth. Because I guarantee you, no matter what you say or what you do, that person is probably beating themselves up a thousand more times than you ever could. At least I know that for me. I can't speak for anybody else. But I know for me, like, no one can put me down like I can. Right. You know? And so when I get those phone calls, it's that little like flicker of light in the dark gotcha. that I'm not this piece of shit that I do still value that maybe I'm not acting like a good person, but I had that potential to be that good person. Right. And if you get enough of those, like it's not someone like co-sending your bullshit and like committing to you killing yourselves, but throwing out that lifeline, like, you know, here I, I'm I'm here if you need me. I'm standing then, for your life, and
2: that's right. it. Like yeah. you hold the boundary. I'm not gonna. If you want to have a real conversation, I'm here.
0: And like my well, thing is like you're better than what you are right now, and I that's know it. that. But and when like, you, uh, uh, and that
2: comes from you. Yeah. And when people can, when we really get that, I think that's a, the difficulty I have with like tough love, is that, you know, it can be like oh, I'm setting a boundary. You said it just beautifully right there, Brandon. Which is like, you know, you're better than that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
2: And that there's a stand for someone's greatness, you know. When in, even in the times that they're yeah. they're
1: when they can't do it for themselves, yeah.
2: And so what you're saying, Eric, like, you know, you set the boundary. I'm not going to participate in this conversation. I'm not going to sit here and have you lie to my face. I'm not, I, you know, you have respect to not yeah. have that happen. And then you know, sometime goes by, you give them a call. You say, I'm, you know, I'm checking here. in. I'm checking in. You know are you ready to resurface <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> and and, and, and I still t- love
2: you and I'm not gonna tolerate the bullshit I mean that there's nothing better because what that communicates to somebody that lives in this like I'm nothing is well they can I can have boundaries, someone can have boundaries and still love me, and that doesn't make sense and they have like this cognitive dissonance over that yeah. and that's what begins to build real connection and trust
1: and then a lot of time I notice and like I said just for me uh with the setting boundaries or like as far as like lying to people's face because it becomes like a defense mechanism lying like they're just gonna do it <laughs> like addicts are just gonna do it they're gonna lie um but I noticed for me like more I was getting better and I was yeah. doing the right thing that I still wasn't at the point where I was gonna thank you or admit to the lie but damn sure like a day you know, a couple hours later, two days later, you were probably going to get a call from me and I was going to be like, hey, you know what? Like I oh. didn't relapse or, you know, I, I thank you. You did save my life, you know, right. something like that. Uh, I remember my, hmm. the last time I relapsed was for a day and that was, you know. That doesn't count. <laughs> <that's like laughs> it did for me. <laughs> um, you know, so <laughs> it was like three years ago. It was like almost three years ago and um I had relapsed um and a guy i was working with had gotten clean with me at the time and he you know cuz you can it at least for me i'm not a good addict like you can pretty much tell when i'm fucked up you know what i mean
0: you fooled a lot of people dude for uh, for a, <laughs> for like, a long time okay. i think you give yourself enough credit all right well not not any,
1: <laughs> it, it, towards the end we'll say it, okay. it, there was no hiding at that point um, right. so like i'm a pretty sloppy person you right. know when gotcha. i'm not um and he could just tell. And he just went to me and goes, hey, man, I love you. And then he called, like, my boss and, like, the place I was staying at because I was sober living at the time when I'd relapsed. Gotcha. And they tested me. Did they have me. a lot
0: of fun activities there, like volleyball, shuffleboard? We did, actually, yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. We, uh,
1: skate or die? No, skate or die. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, no skate or die. Uh, no, but, you know, it's it's not terrible, but it's 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 not fun either you know right um but yeah um and when i first found out i was kind of pissed off for about a day and then a week went by and i was too, i was like thanks man you got me out of it before i got really bad into it and i appreciate it a lot i really do and it's I funny didn't stay
0: because I tell people all the time, there's always little angels in your life that they just appear sometimes, like, even in not extreme cases like that, but just, like, in business or if there's a coach that comes to your life there's someone that just gives you a little bit, like, a little bit of pixie dust on you and you're like, shit, man, like, I didn't see that coming. Yeah, it's that
1: whole ugliest truth is better than the sweetest lie type thing, you know? Like, I appreciate the people that are going to call me out on my bullshit more than I'm going to appreciate the people that are going to, like, just... Yeah, coddle me away in the corner. You know, you see it on the fire department all the time, where people are fuck ups and have issues, and we stick them away where they can't hurt anybody.
0: Yeah, mm. I, 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 and I you're not helping
1: anything by doing that.
0: Part of being a good fr- friend or fan member is like, hey man, like yeah. I'm not, I'm not gonna let you get away with it. Yeah, your and best like, friends are gonna
1: call you out on yeah, it. Yeah,
0: and like that's what I appreciate about the people that are close to me. Like, hey dude, you're being a dick. I'm like. Okay, I'll stop. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> if they say it, then it actually means something. Yeah. Like, cause, you know, like, like those people, okay. like they know you, like, you know, like obviously that dude knew you pretty well, but like, uh oh. Yeah. We're going down that path. Yeah, you yeah. know. Like it's
1: if I, up. if I, something happened and I started straying off and I, you ran to me and I'm a fucking hot mess. And, right. you know, when you were like, bro, like, is something wrong again? I might be like, no, no. But like, I guarantee, <laughs> like, in an hour, I'm going to call him and be like, Brandon, like, I fucked up.
0: Right. You
1: know? Or I might not. Like, at this point, like, if it's not bad, I'll probably admit it right away because I want to help at this point. But like right. that's three years of clarity right now, too, talking. Yeah. So it's quite different when I'm in the middle of it.
0: I, like said, you seem like totally normal, Eric, that I always knew. Like, like yeah. when we had dinner, I'm like, Dad, that's the same dude. Yeah. Like same Like, same as that guy. So,
1: I, I feel like the old me, too. Like, I feel like I can do whatever I want at this point. Right. You know, I just got to rebuild.
0: Kind of a really. bit of a China doll still. But oh, we'll
1: fuck. We'll Don't we'll get me started tiger. on the injuries. <laughs> Don't get me started on the injuries. What
0: <laughs> what kind of physical stuff came from came from all the the uh, addiction?
1: Uh, uh, well, these teeth are fake right up here. Just, the, my whole upper jaw. I had to get just, that replaced. These dentures right here. Wow. Um,
0: but but like you're just kind of a hillbilly anyways yeah that's true too but you know
1: i'm sure smoking all those drugs didn't help at all (laughs) you just fit
0: in at family reunions now yeah exactly (laughs) got teeth like the stars only come out at night yeah exactly
1: (laughs) (laughs) you had like a set of vampire teeth all of them just chipped to the point where they're sharp and shit um no um i don't i got hurt before but you know like recovering from my injuries it's hard to say like You know, tore my quad, tore my pec recently, uh, more fragile. Uh, At one point, I had a, what do they call it, like, uh, Mm pre-CHF.
0: Yeah, I remember, because you came by the station, remember? Yeah, and, like, my feet. like, like, right after that.
1: My feet had swollen up to the point where, like, even at these sandals, which I got size 14s on, you know, loosened up all the way, I couldn't fit my feet into them because, like, you know, my heart wasn't pumping right.
0: Right. And
1: I've noticed that in the, like, these are minor things, but, like, I get real bad acid reflux now because, like, the lining in my stomach's really bad. Um right. I'm more pro- – like, I never had anxiety ever. I never got jacked up, you know, even on the fire department and stuff like that. I get anxiety now, and uh, I have to deal with that by, like, breathing techniques and, right. you know, because I can't take pills and shit like that for it. So,
0: Which is probably a good thing. Too. No, no, yeah, it's, it's good. It's, I think it's pills – no one should take pills unless they absolutely have to. No, treat, yeah. Treat it with something else. Yeah, it's a good coping to that.
1: mechanism, you know. Yeah. Like obviously there's things you gotta take pills for. Like I still take pills for depression and stuff like that. Right. Um, very, very mild, but right. still.
0: Is your um, mental clarity like 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 do you think I, all that's back?
1: I mean, I, th- I think so. It but it seems like, like it is. I don't know. Yeah, like your critical
0: um, thinking and like analytical things, stuff like that is all Yeah, that like I said, sometimes
1: thing. I still can go to that thing where my very first idea is a terrible idea. Right. You know. But, That's, yeah, me too. But, yeah, I think that can be a lot of people. <laughs> don't, let's not do that. Yeah, that could just be my human condition, too, you know? So, <laughs> oh, for sure. yeah. Um, but, no, I, I think as far as like, I don't think I did any long term brain damage where you see a lot of people like mm-hmm. can't hold conversations and things like that. Um, but I think my ability to, you know, have a conversation with people and critical thinking and like long term decision making, yeah, I think it's come back. Like, I think, oh, like, uh, the biggest thing people talk about is. When they're first getting sober, is they can't imagine life being fun mm-hmm. without drugs and alcohol, and uh, like there's a scientific thing behind that too. Like they, you have this thing I guess it's called like the hedonic set point, and it's kind of like, you know, you have this level of happiness that you know, normal people reach with ice cream, sex, whatever, and when you throw drugs into it, it releases all these more uh, endorphins in your body. And now, that instead of that being set at a 10, it's set at 100. And now, so my baseline is now, to get up to where I'm happy, is at 100. So, every ordinary day, things just, they don't seem, you know, yeah. really, like, getting jacked up and pumped. You know, gotcha. like, watching, when I was using, like, watching a football game, I was like, yeah, whatever. Right. You know, I'm back to the point where I can sit down and watch the whole game, and it's blast blast. I'm talking with you guys. This has been a blast, having fun. For sure. Where when I'm using it, this would have been like, eh, I don't need to show up. I'd rather just sit on my couch and do nothing and be loaded. And that's way more fun, you know? And, and that's the thing that like, that's the, the rebound. The biggest thing is just enjoying life mm-hmm. and being able to smile at shit and laugh. Like I went years without laughing. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: For a dude like you, it's always happy and yeah. like used to laugh all the time, dude. Like, yeah, that's like, like that's a major deal.
1: Yeah. And so it's and that's the biggest thing. People don't realize like the joy will come back and it really mm-hmm. is just chemically. Your brain is resetting. Right. And you have to give it time. And the thing that sucks is, you know, you get so used to this instant gratification, instant feeling good, even though you hate yourself because right. you're using. Um,
0: and it can take sometimes a year. Well, just like anything in life, like like I like I used to give a speech to the recruits, and I can't say that it's mine, but I saw something somewhere one time where it's like, choose your hard. Yeah, mm-hmm. like it's hard to be an addict. It's hard to be clean. It's hard to be fat. Mm -hmm. It's hard to be fit. It's hard to be in shape. It's hard to be not in shape. It's like choose your heart. On one side, like the attic side, that's hard as fuck. That never goes away. But if you do the work and put in all that work that you have to... All that stuff goes away. All that shame goes away. All that fear goes away. And, and there's something like you do truly. You've come to the other side. Like, you, like you're like you through the tunnel. You're on the other side. Mm-hmm. You seem like you're totally there. Like you're the perfect example of choose your heart. Same thing with you, Heidi. Like choose your heart. Like you, like you could have lived in that perpetual cycle of, of like whatever. So it's like, hey, I'm sick of it. Now I'm choosing this hard because it's all yeah. hard. Like life isn't easy. It's like, not fun playing victim. It, no. I'll tell you that. No, It really really is a choice. It
1: really does come down to being a choice, too. It really does. Um, And a lot of people just get stuck in that mentality. I think of the devil you know versus the devil you don't. Right. You know, like I said, I got um, to a point where I was failing all the time, and that became my norm. And, man, I can do, I know what I can do to become successful again but fuck that seems like a lot of work it is a lot of work and it is a lot of work but so is sitting in that perpetual misery too yeah Mm -hmm. and but it's like this is where i am this is where i'm comfortable you know it's it's like you try all these new things and you know some people just don't do them and it's because they don't realize like well i can not be happy and stay in the status quo because this is what i know or I can try things and risk the failure. And some people just are afraid of, of risking that failure, risking, you know, the devil they don't know.
0: Right. And yeah. And, if, and, if, t- and if, if no one listens to this podcast, I wouldn't give a shit. Yeah. Like, you know, sitting in here with you guys, it's there's a real connection. There's dopamine. There's serotonin. There's all stuff that's going on, like, between us that like this is a great conversation laugh make fun of each other well maybe you know <laughs> all that kind of stuff like like it, it's real it's life it's not instagram it's not facebook it's not all that shit like we're here having a conversation about how to get better like mm. how to make the difference in yourself and your family and your friends and like all that stuff so it's like it's just like it's it, it's whatever it's it, it's a beautiful thing to, to know people that that are that are willing to get in there and fucking fight like, cause that's what it is. It's a fight every day. It doesn't have to be, yeah. you know, a hard fight every day, but it's a fight every day. Like it's like, nobody wants to get up in the, at five in the morning when you're training for an Ironman oh and God. get on the bike or get in the pool or like you do this or do that. Like it's not fun, but Wait, like, there's a five on, AM. Well,
1: what the fuck?
0: Yeah. but <laughs> four. Yeah. Four. But Three like four on five. the other side of that, <laughs> there's, 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 there's so much more on the, the other side of that. And, Gosh,
2: interesting. So, so true. Yeah. I just, I love that statement: "To choose your heart," because it is it, choose. Yeah. Life is here. Choose. Yeah, choose. You know, it. choose it. What do you? And, and you? And like I said, you know, choosing to be the martyr and the victim and the, you know, helpless, mm. or you know, choosing to be an addict or whatever it is, it that being in life takes action and takes commitment, takes responsibility, takes work. You just got to choose what you want to put your effort into. And that, you know, I say it just, I I kind of, let's go back and take out the just because it it isn't a (laughs) just. There's no just about it. Yeah. Like it. And yeah. One foot in front of the next.
0: Love that. Love that statement. Just put one foot in front of the other.
1: Yeah. Sometimes all you can focus on. Yeah. You know.
0: An Iron Man person probably understands that better than yeah. anybody. One foot from the finish,
2: I kept running. <laughs> so they then, all yeah. told me on my second one I did it twice, and the second one I'm like running around Tempe Beach Park, and I had this smile plastered oh, yeah. on my face, and I got to the finish so like everybody was like, "You were smiling the whole time." I'm like, "Uh huh." <laughs> <Yeah. Yeah. laughs> on the inside, I was dying. Take it till you left, make right, it. Left, right, left, right, <laughs> left, <laughs> right, left, <gonna> right. <laughs>
0: Well how how can people find you for help, Heidi? Like are you on Instagram, like your website, like um mostly
2: my, my website or um um you know I have a website growthspring dot com is my website or um by phone um, and all my phone numbers are on there. You want me to put that on now. No, so just yeah. so websites easiest. I, I I think I have a Twitter. <laughs> I'm not
0: <really laughs> <laughs> <laughs> Spring to
2: Life. I think that's my I think I might have growth spring on Instagram too. Sounds I mean, good. I'm in in search of a social media person. <laughs> well, there's, there's one <laughs> that sitting right next to, to me. Might be able to manage that. <laughs> cuz yeah. I do a really bad job of that. Yeah. Um cuz I want to be in right co- I want to be having conversations, you know? Yeah. Like I want that part of my I still want to have all of this information out there further. You should, But I have sure. not yeah. taken on the charge of like, you know, making that presence on, you know, my I have Facebook, but I I couldn't you know it's, I don't use it. My my website's the most a- active page, and okay. it's still so old. growth
0: growthspring dot com. Mm-hmm. Yes, okay, perfect. Yeah, just I, I thank you for being here. Like absolutely, I don't know if you realize like how good you are, at what you do. Like there's very few people that are athletes like at to your caliber. Like you're you're an elite athlete. Like other athletes, I'm not only the athlete, but other athletes want to like be able to speak to people like you. Mm-hmm. So like what you do, how you say it, you're real. Like you obviously know what you're talking about, but you're real. And that's a real big thing for for people like us that, you know, we need somebody real and if you know people that like to suffer like we do, yeah. you, you fit right <laughs> into that mold. So Eric, where can people find you if they want to talk to you about your experience or, you know, maybe even reach out for a little motivation or help.
1: Um, yeah, I do have a Facebook page, um, just Eric Hill. That's not big, sexy. No, nothing like that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, I think it's a picture of me and my wife on our wedding day. That's what the picture is. Uh, I don't know, man. Like, I really don't have anything else. Okay. I don't know what that means. Eric with a K or
0: something? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. (laughs) I got to know.
1: Yeah, Eric with a K. -K (laughs) E-R-I-K-H-I-L-L. And, yeah, if anyone hears this and wants to reach out um, for here's whatever i've been through or you know just know that there is hope man there's it's there's fucking hope and that's the thing that saved my life i think the most is realizing that i still have hope today
0: i appreciate you coming here dude It takes, you know like i know you're gonna downplay but it takes a lot of bravery a lot of courage i know there's fear walking through that door to talk about it but like like it like i tell everyone like like courage is it the absence of fear it's being able to act when you mm-hmm. have that fear in there and, and dude you definitely did that today so I appreciate that I love you love I'm you glad somebody. to see you where you're at today man yeah. like you know it just, it, just uh, it chokes me up so but you know I'm cool. glad that you did, that your back kicking ass again and just seeing like
1: me being able to share this stuff helps me more than it helps anybody else so I really appreciate you guys just leave your hundred bucks at the door yeah window. no I <laughs> <laughs> the usual place under your mattress yeah, yeah perfect <laughs> 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 that's
0: it So, but uh, All right, yeah, I, I can do it. And So I just want to thank everybody for listening today. Thank Heidi, thank Eric. Like today's like one of those podcasts where it's a little bit up and down. It's emotional. There's, you know, some addiction stuff in there. Like there's some real stuff, but I think what everyone can get from this is you have to have some type of action in your life. Do something, do the work, put it in. Um, you can find us at, make the podcast i'm sorry make the difference um mm-hmm. we're on instagram and then also on facebook We're make the difference podcast the website is also make make the difference podcast but um if you want to know more about any of this stuff feel free to reach out to heidi or eric or me um, that's all i got see you guys next time thanks buddy thank you all right there it was episode two that thing went from uh uh, zero to about hundred miles per hour pretty quickly. So pretty intense story. Um, pretty amazing story. I love guys like Eric. Uh, they're able to, you know, really go some through some really, really tough stuff, uh, figure some stuff about themselves uh, and then kind of go on. It's nice to have Heidi there to kind of work as a mediator and kind of break some other stuff down for us. Learned a lot about both of them. Um, just, a uh, super awesome story. So, super happy, uh, for Eric that he's back on the right path. Um, so again, episode two is brought to you by Reef Builders. Um, Reef Builders is a full-service design, build, construction company. focuses on uh, bringing your vision to life. So if you need anything done to your home, complete remodel, addition, bathroom remodel, kitchen remodel, a new house built, or even a boutique commercial project done, Reef Builders. Your vision, their experience delivered every time. So I would also like to ask you guys for feedback um, and, think, and thank you guys for listening. Uh, it's not easy doing this for the first couple of times. I uh, don't know where this thing's going. Uh, things just are just kind of unfolding as they will, but I would love for feedback from you to make this thing better. Anything you guys want to hear, uh, you can find make the difference podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and on our website. Um, so again, that's make the difference podcast.com or at, make the difference podcast on Facebook or Instagram. Um, and then lastly, just want to say thanks again. Um, really, really appreciate you guys listening and I'm, uh, excited to continue to record these, but anyway, thanks again, guys. Have a great day and we'll talk to you soon.